0: We Speak English Good has expanded to WSEG TV only on Twitch. Every Monday at 1 p.m. and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be going live and direct with guests. I have live, looping, improvised music stuff and games prizes and more go to twitch.tv slash we speak english good and tune in also go to modedstudios.com m-o-d-e-d-s-t-u-d-i-o-s.com check out the latest and greatest from this fully embroidered patches and apparel online store actually the latest one is my favorite which is a maga hat with blm spray painted graffitied over it you got to go check it out it's amazing i put it up on my facebook these hats are selling like hot cakes go check it out for yourself modedstudios.com now on with the show their latest single Ziki keely is a friend of the show they've been on before so go check them out i'll leave a link in the show notes beautiful creation is out now so go support your boys Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Lance O. Lance is a MC. He is a radio DJ. He is a, a DJ DJ. He he does it all. He's a producer. He, he, he he's a promoter. And don't forget to go check out his website cultureshock.com, And that's K U L C H A shok.com He is a legend in the Florida reggae scene. Uh, it, it was really interesting bef- like right before I had uh I had Lance on like the day of I was in someone else's stream. Uh his name is Jasser and he knew who he was. And not only did Jasser know who Lance O was, he knew who Carlos Culture was. And so uh, it, it's just it, this web. I mean, it's a small scene here in America, but it's huge, but it's small. So it's it's very interesting to sort of connect the dots to everyone who's, who's all interconnected. So, um, yeah, Lance is awesome. I had a great conversation with Lance, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy that. But first, go to RainyMystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com and go check out what this lady is doing. She is streaming She streams four days a week. It's insanity, bro. Uh, It's going great, but go check her out. Tuesdays, Thursdays, 8 a.m. And Saturdays, 9 p.m. And Sundays at 9 p.m.? 8 p.m.? I don't know. Eastern Standard Time. Go check it out. It's on her website. You can find her at twitch.tv slash You can also find my stream, twitch.tv slash we speak English good. We stream every Monday at 1 p.m. And Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go check out we speak English good.com. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, like, subscribe, review. <laughs> like, subscribe, review. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Discord, <sighs> Twitter. Uh- I'm not, I don't even have the energy to make shit up today. Uh, <laughs> and you can also subscribe to us on Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. You can subscribe on YouTube where we have music tutorials. And of course, uh, all the interviews uh, from Twitch are up there in video form. So go check that out. Subscribe. And of course, subscribe on Twitch. It'll cost you a few dollars, but it'll be worth it, damn it. Uh, you can now review is the biggest part here because i i I need y'all to go and if you really like the show and if you really like the content that we're doing here please go leave a review on anywhere you can uh stitcher apple iTunes, uh anywhere you get your podcast and if you're able to leave a review please do it helps us to be found in the algorithm of podcast i still gotta get a better way to phrase that that algorithm of the podcast universe it's like that's ridiculous that sounds so extra um yeah so please go like subscribe review it is much much appreciated of course you can write the show at we speak english good at gmail.com let us know how we're doing what you're thinking you can reach out on any of our social media platforms uh instagram and <clears throat> and we will read it on air if you choose um I do want to read an email that I got from a listener, and it was so much appreciated. It was so beautiful, and and I just, I always appreciate this, guys. Like, anytime you make contact with me, and I know that you're out there (laughs) enjoying the content, or at least uh, absorbing it in whatever way, or if it's affecting your life, I always love to hear from you guys. So, um, this is from uh, Shakedown Palace. I don't know... (laughs) I don't know their real name, which is fine. Um, but Shakedown Palace is a uh, is an Instagrammer. And this comes via Instagram. And uh, it starts out like this. My man, your podcast. <laughs> I don't know why I had to do My man. I don't know why I had to do like the shitty Joe Biden my man thing. Uh, <laughs> my man, your podcast is fantastic. And I admire your ability to interview so naturally. Keep it up. You should reach out. To Dustin Smith of Dustin Smith and the Daydreamers, I recently saw them for the first time at Willytown, an event I was convinced to check out after hearing your inner, your glow stick interview. I'm not sure. Wait, I'm sure I'm not the only one who'd love to hear his story and how he got involved in the Ohio hippie music scene, etc. Just a thought. Anyway, like I said, keep it up, man. Love your work. I love that. That makes me feel so good. It makes me feel like I'm not just dumping my voice into the ether and uh, no one's listening. So it's very nice to hear from people. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Thank you. This is my response. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate the love. It means a lot to me. I have reached. I have actually reached out to Dustin. I never heard back, but I'll definitely give it another shot. That, thanks for reminding me to follow up. Thanks again for listening. If you have any other suggestions, please let me know. Since COVID, I've been losing touch with the scene. Um, cry face emoji. Um, okay, uh, let's see. So his response was, uh, absolutely. I didn't know you'd reach out to him. He'd be lucky to have the opportunity. Oh, my goodness. You too, kind. I was shocked that Willy Town to realize how alive the Underground Fest scene has been during the pandemic. And since you asked, it would be awesome to hear from any of these art Ohio artists. Conscious Pilot, Mike Perkins, Eli and the Enigma, Controversy Before Breakfast, Jamin Brahmin, which I love that name by the way, uh, Blue Moon Soup, and Stringus Khan. <laughs> I guess they're a string band. Um, I've heard of Conscious Pilot. I've, I've played with Conscious Pilot at a uh, festival here in Ohio. Uh, i've heard of mike perkins uh the rest i have not heard so i am interested in reaching out and finding out a little bit more about these guys so i respond uh dope this is awesome i'll definitely follow up on these cats i've heard of a few of these bands and played okay so you don't i mean that's uh, i basically just said i responded with what i basically just said so um I did reach out to Dustin, actually. I re- reached out to Dustin uh, almost immediately after Shakedown hit me up, and he responded rather quickly. So, I'm not trying to shit on Dustin. You're busy. People are busy. When I reached out to him, it was a different time. I think it was last year sometime. So, he was in the midst of doing Dustin and the Daydreamers. so I... Uh, I never get upset or, or, or butt hurt when people don't want to be on the show or, or don't want to or, or don't respond in general. It just means I'll just hit you back up. If you don't respond and tell me no, to me that's like an open invitation to come and keep bothering you. <laughs> so I will just keep bothering you, which is fine, you know, I don't mind follow ups. Um, It's one of those things you got to get over real fast when doing podcasting is is rejection. So, um, yeah, no no worries, Shakedown Palace. Dustin did respond. He's going to talk to the band. He is asking for dates in December and January. So those are good signs that this uh, might go down. So um, crossing our fingers, hoping we could talk to him. I actually got a chance to listen to some of Dustin's music. And, of course, he's a fucking murderer. His band is stacked with fucking assassins, so uh, of course I'd love to talk to Dustin, and uh, of course he has a uh, what's what his festival? He has Dreamfest. Uh, Dream Fest. Dustin Daydreamers they have a Dream Fest Ohio festival here. It's kind of a smaller, low-key festival, but um, very, you know, very popular in the region in the scene. And uh, of course, this year was um, blemished with uh, COVID. But what I was seeing in Ohio and in Indiana, and I'm sure around the fucking country, people had just been throwing their little festivals with masks and taking temperatures and shit. So um, they did it safely. They did it at a distance. And um, I- I'm really, really, really interested to hear how this is going. Um, I-, I have a few friends locally here who've been playing the circuit who are are, nor- are regulars on the ohio hippie scene circuit here and i've been wanting to talk to them about how these shows have been going uh you know just get some on the ground coverage of what they've been going through and what they've been doing and how they're dealing with a a fucking festival in the midst of a pandemic i mean that sounds like a lot to deal with but it seems like they're pulling it off just fine obviously glowstick willy did their willy town which i i had been wondering all summer if they were going to do it they didn't know uh, and but I, once i start seeing the flyers and they start booking bands and i was like well they i mean why would they start booking bands so hey you know everybody took a shot and i'm really curious to see how it turned out so um, yeah so hopefully dustin will be on the show in the next couple of months which would be wonderful so Thank you so much, Shakedown Pals. I want a big shout-out to Shakedown Pals. I really appreciate it uh, for for hitting me up on Instagram. Love you, brother. Okay, so let's get over to Lance O. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that ZK Keely song. That's that's hot and fresh out the kitchen, baby. Um, those guys are my homies from Arizona. We played with them last year at... Uh, fuck, what's the i can't remember it was in phoenix but i think they're from tucson i believe but they've been on the show before so go check them out go go find their episode uh go go listen to the music and of course lance o is is a legend so go follow him i got his links in the show notes so go give him Go give him a follow, and if you ever need an MC, or if you ever need, you know, like fucking uh, a hot new dub remix, or or you're looking to, to get into the reggae music biz, hit up hit up your boy Lance. Let him know. Let him know. All right, all right, guys. I'll see you guys on the other side. Put your hands together for my man. <laughs> my man. <sighs> Whew, okay it Okay, we're going to do this. It's going to happen. Give it up for Lance o. Lance, how you doing, man?
1: I can read your lips, but I'm not hearing you.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 my bad. There we go. There you go. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, what I managed to do was mute myself as I was introducing you. So that <laughs> did you hear any of that introduction at all?
1: I heard. I heard about half of it. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> Cole says hi. Adam, welcome, welcome. I sent your. Uh, I sent your uh, uh, your uh, CBDs out. We're gonna be playing for some CBDs later on today. Oh, I forgot to tell everybody. We're going to be playing for patches and CBD joints. Sorry, Lance. Lance has been very patient with us. Uh, so oh, no, it's fine. We got patches, yeah, joints. Yeah, CBD. Woo! Uh, so we're going to be playing for that a little later on how much does it cost on Craigslist. But that is then and this is now. Oh, yes. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Welcome. Lance. So yes. So you're shaking your head um, uh, uh, about... Carlos culture and I know probably a lot of people I don't I don't really expect a whole lot of people to know who Carlos culture is but as you as I'm like talking to people more and more his name carried out throughout the entire country and for anyone who doesn't know Carlos culture is he, he's also been on my podcast uh, he was this amazing DJ out of San Diego California he used to spin um, every Wednesday at Winston's. Um, in Ocean Beach, California, he was um, he also put on a show there, which was very popular, very very popular night and is very known nationwide as a great reggae night in San Diego, California. and San Diego's just well known for their reggae music and reggae scenes. So um, it was a huge loss to the community and I, I don't know like how, how was you, how are you connected to him, Lance?
1: Actually, I first met Carlos. Back in the '90s, when he was um, the co-host with Makeda Dread on 91X.
0: Ah, yeah, that's right. Because he's he's a radio DJ as well. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, and he was still working at um, it was a rock station in San Diego, but he was doing a Sunday reggae program. And you know, the reggae community is relatively small. Yeah. But you know, the difference with Carlos and I don't know, Carlos's energy was just always so positive. Yeah. And, Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, it, and it really impacted people in a much positive way, you know, and, 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 and I just I mean, we've been colleagues and friends, colleagues for almost 30 years, friends for, you know, um, I've been going to California more. So we kind of, you know, when I was in his area, I would I would reach out to him and we had we had both had a mutual friend, colleague, um, and it worked a festival in um, just outside of Cleveland, Ohio, called the Midwest Reggae Fest. Pa- um, P- Paki Malley, he uh, was the promoter and he always put on this reggae show that was around his birthday. And he would bring in Carlos, he would bring in me, he would bring in Roger Steffens. And so I kind of got to know him through that as well. And Packy is another guy who's well connected. Um, but you know, I have nothing but good things. And the thing was, I had done, a podcast with Carlos a week and a half a week or so a week and a half before he passed away
0: oh my gosh yeah wow that gave me chills I don't know why but that gave me chills yeah yeah man uh I you know I was you know it wasn't like we were like best friends or anything but like it was definitely like somebody who was um very I was at Winston's all the time I played there all the time I was you know like so it was like A very very friendly face in the crowd that that i was just you know just mad respect for and and just like you said he is a positive person and always brought good vibes always brought good vibes and he always like and like the only thing that's really interesting about promoters and people who put on shows is that you do have to have somewhat of a good taste in music and and bands and selection and he I feel like he really curated a really great selection of of live musicians and um you know I don't know I don't know if there's going to be another Carlos anytime soon but you know you know RIP Carlos RIP Uh anyways so you are a radio D. give me one second dude I I know this is so rude everybody I have to text somebody i'm so sorry dude <laughs> this is so fucking rude i had him waiting but it's very important so i wouldn't do this if it wasn't important no problem
1: no problem do your thing man do your thing
0: <laughs> I, you know why why i'm sitting here typing what why don't you um kind of go through how you got into broadcasting so you can kind of update people oh. and tell me tell me a little bit about yourself before we get into all of this well um
1: i'll just start from the beginning. Uh, I was 11 years old. I was 11 years old, living with my uncle in uh, Coconut Grove, Miami, Florida, and uh, he was working at the time with Peter Tosh. So I was introduced basically to reggae through the root of reggae, and he was going solo. Um, met him at the house. First song, first album I ever heard was Peter Tosh's "Legalize It."
0: Good, song. so reggae
1: kind of stuck stuck with me, and you know, when it came time to go to school and look for a higher f- f- uh formal education, Mom just said, "Do something you love that way you won't work, or at least you'll love the work you do and I went into i I always knew it was going to be music, and I chose instead of playing music because I didn't think I was very good, but I might change that because you can only get better but I went into broadcasting with radio because I felt it was like the next best thing. Mm -hmm. And so, at my school at the time, which was the University of North Carolina Wilmington, there wasn't a radio station. They had one, so I started one, started doing radio, and that's kind of where it all began. And from I went on the radio, I became like a DJ, you know, doing parties and doing events and clubs and all that stuff. It just, and then it just opened up a Large, wide open door of opportunity for me. But that's how it all began.
0: So tell me, did you have music in your family? Do you have like a lineage of music in your family? I mean, or a music appreciation at least?
1: Yeah, definitely a music appreciation. And my father, my uncle, my uncle played. My father and my uncle were both promoters as well, which I am as well in South Florida. Um, so there was that part of the business and I didn't learn that until later in life until after I was a promoter that I learned that both of them were into music promotions.
0: Uh, That's interesting. That's interesting. What what kind of music?
1: Um, well, my uncle did reggae and rock and my father did a little bit of rock stuff. Um, but that was kind of short lived with my father. I come to find out, but it was everything that has become a passion of mine. I basically got through my uncle, which was my mother's brother.
0: Mm. I see. So, was he a musician as well?
1: Yeah, he played. He was a musician. He played. Um, he played guitar. He played. Uh, I forget the the, the slide guitar. Mm-hmm. He played the harmonica, and that was pretty much his forte as far as a musician and music. But he did play on Peter Tosh's album "Legalized." He played. The Jamaicans called the harmonica harps.
0: Ah, I got you, I got you.
1: So you can, he actually got credit on the album too. Oh,
0: right on. What's his name?
1: Well, they put him as Yuck. That was his nickname. (laughs) Yuck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How does one get a name like Yuck? Well,
1: his last name um, was Yuckman. <laughs> okay, okay,
0: <clears throat> that makes sense. That makes a lot yeah. more sense. That like yeah. uh, we found him digging through a garbage can, so we're like, yuck! Yeah. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, th- that's awesome, man. That that uh, influence of of like an older influence is so in- yeah. important. As uh, like my sister and my father was that for me, you know, as, as just uh, coming up they they just my dad listened to like big band and and okay. and, and 70s music and, and he had vinyl for days and days and then my sister of course she 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 got me into like ozzy osbourne and pink floyd and yeah. and and you know and and, and and dr dre and all that stuff so man those 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 influences those musical influences are, are huge those personal influences um yeah. so so then did your uncle sort of i don't know like show you the ropes i don't know i think that's kind of a cheesy way well, of I, was,
1: I was a little young yeah. um we you know he showed me things from more of a entertainment side yeah. of enjoying and appreciating yeah. the art and you know at that time too the harder they come came out and mm. it played in literally our little local theater and we went to see it probably 10 times and it had English subtitles because of the Patois so strong. Yeah. and that is still to this day one of my favorite movies. We went to go see Peter Tosh play when he was being backed by Sly and Robbie. So there was um, there was a uh, um, a lot of uh, live music too because, like I said, he was working with Tosh and he was also a promoter. Wow. So. We got to go to shows a lot you know so So. it's
0: in your blood this is in your blood man oh
1: for sure (laughs) it's like i can't get it out now it's just too far gone
0: yeah so so you've been you've been in south florida your whole life well
1: for the most part i grew up here um when i was around seven or eight we moved to north florida for two years then we moved to alabama with my mother's parents to kind of help her get herself back on her feet. She had gone through some troubles. Um, And then we moved back to South Florida. But when I was four, we drove across country and moved to Kauai for nine months, but couldn't find housing because there was a housing shortage. So we ended up moving back to Florida. But most of my my fourth year of life, I was living in a tent in Hawaii.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, your parents sound like they were just uh, adventurous.
1: Uh, they're called hippies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's cool, man. I mean, like, did, did did you uh appreciate them being hippies at the time? I still
1: appreciate that, mm. that they were hippies. It's, I I feel like I still am a hippie. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So it was um it was a very free spirited, loving environment. Yeah. So it was very conducive to you know, a child of, of that age and stuff. So, you know, that lifestyle, was just an easy lifestyle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, well, it's interesting to think. Like um, <laughs> Nimoy uh, has said that he wishes you were. Uh, I'm sorry. They wish that you were their grandpa.
1: <laughs> and then, <laughs> and, who, and who is that that you're speaking about? Uh, it's
0: it's it's a community member who's in the chat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Reina, um, if you will check your phone, um, uh, you should have just gotten a message. <laughs> okay um uh, okay thank you thank you Ray. i appreciate it. uh uh so it is it, it's really it, it's really interesting because like um me and my wife went out on the road with our son and it's always it's always strange to me like i guess it's strange before you do it like when parents or families will just sort of go outside of the uh, uh unconventional right like hmm. like that's not a normal thing for people to do is just move to, you know, Kauai and then live on the beach, you know, with their family and stuff. It's not a normal thing for a family to pack up and just live in a van for like three months just for fun. You know what I mean? These are, these are not, these are outside the the norm. Uh, How do you think that influenced your life? How does that, how do you think that that kind of upbringing has sort of shaped you?
1: Well, I'll tell you this and it might also because of my, my sign as a Sagittarius I do love to travel yes I love to travel but I think most people love to travel (laughs) Uh, so it's influenced me that way and you know I have embraced that kind of lifestyle because I have a 10 year old now Mm -hmm. and his mother is very similar in that perspective um so it's um you know those are very impactful years um you know through your teenagers so I found it to be, basically, I feel like it's the grounding of and the basis of who I am.
0: Yeah. Yeah, wow. You know? Yeah, that's on a fundamental level, huh?
1: Yeah, very much.
0: Do you, do you think North Florida, or it, if you had to pick North or South Florida? Well, I would
1: pick, um, if I could have the best of both worlds. I would take the weather of south florida Mm. but maybe live more in north florida just because um south florida is a little too crowded for me yeah yeah it's a little crowded you know i mean you got miami fort lauderdale and west palm beach and it's those are three of the biggest areas in all of florida so it's you know parts of north florida are just a little more calm less Mm. stressed more relaxed and i uh i like that in life now
0: Like, you just hear so many people dump on Florida, you know, like, they got Twitters (laughs) called Florida Man, and, and, you know, like, there's just so many, why why do you think that people, so many people dislike Florida? I feel like most of these people also have never been to Florida who talk shit about Florida. I feel like this is sort of a, um, just something that people, that just happened. I don't know why. Why why do you think people have such a day? I mean, it sounds like you had a great time in Florida.
1: I, I mean, I'm still in Florida. I'm talking to you from Florida. <laughs> right. and just, I mean, you know, the great, I can only talk about the good. I mean, and I, there's, to me, there's not that much bad. It is crowded. Traffic is horrible. Um, and it's one of the more stressful things down here. Um, you know, some of the positives that I think of might be negatives to some people. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of different cultures here. Um, which I enjoy because I don't have to leave to um, experience many of the Latin cultures, the West Indian and Caribbean cultures, you know, there's basically every Latin and Caribbean nation represented here heavily in South Florida. Um, You know, that can cause barriers or hurdles. Um, So I don't really know, you know, other than the negatives of it being too crowded and a little bit stressful I I don't really, you know, maybe even it even gets a little hot here in the summer for myself, but I love the warm weather. Mm -hmm. I love the tropical. I love the tropical environment and the tropical weather. I mean, I love love and hate hurricanes. I'm a surfer, so I love hurricanes for the swells, but I hate the damage and stuff they do. But I I don't really know why they (laughs) shit on Florida.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everybody takes their turn. You know?
1: i'm not sure
0: i I mean like it could be that there's 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 uh i don't know drugs crime you know people people you know anywhere where people want to go and be i think is gonna have the good and the bad it's like san diego of course it was beautiful everybody wants to be there but also we're 15 minutes away from like object poverty you know tijuana uh, yeah. And 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 also the things that come with that and, and right. the and the, the so so I, I don't know I guess anywhere that's nice is, is people are just gonna come and and whether they're good or bad but I don't know I, I'm not trying to shit on Florida uh, I have I in the past I but
1: I don't care I don't care I don't care you can care. shit on Florida <laughs> you can shit on Florida if you want and then it don't bother me
0: I, well I've I've never really I've not I haven't been there enough to know I have a question from the audience here um, okay is. It, uh, this is from Lovely Lace, and I'm going okay. to it, give it a proper due. Hello, Lance. I was wondering, uh, have you ever been to Oregon?
1: Um, yes, I have. Um, I actually like Oregon a lot. We, I did a tour with um, myself. I forget the other name of the DJ, but it was also Rocker T and Jot ja Warrior, and we did Northern California mm-hmm. To Seattle. Oh, nice. And we did two dates in Oregon. I think one of them was Bend and I think the other was Portland. Ah. And um, I loved it there. Yeah. I loved it. I don't, I don't think I would love it in the wintertime, but the summer was awesome.
0: <laughs> well, Lovely had more. and I, I, cut, I cut it off because that was the question, but uh, Valley. Uh, oh, I get. Oh, I'm so sorry. Have you ever been to Oregon um, Valley? A small town here surrounded by trees like you possibly poss- oh, like you possibly described. I moved from Los Angeles, California one year ago. Thank you. Well, thank okay. you very much, Lovely. I appreciate the questions. And thank you for using your fresh bars. That's very nice of you. Um, I'm, I'm not ch- familiar
1: with Oregon Valley. I don't know exactly where that is. But like I mm-hmm. said, I went to Bend and Portland and... Did a lot of driving too, but it was a beautiful place.
0: Yeah, and and unfortunately, it's it's uh, on fire. Well, it's they're saying in the chat that the smoke is mostly gone now. Uh, I okay. saw those. um I saw. Did you see that video of of San Francisco, the skyline of of mm-hmm. San Francisco? It, it, and then someone put weird music over it, and it was like yeah. the um, Blade Runner. Yeah. Oh my god, it is so cre- like it seriously creeped me out. Like I, I don't those those. It's those uh it's the uh natural disasters that freak me out, man. It's like so no, hurricanes yeah. I couldn't imagine. It's like yeah. I've been through an earthquake. I've been th- you know, like I've done all that stuff, but it's uh I'm, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan
1: No, I'm with I'm with you on that. That's why I said I love and hate hurricanes. Yeah. Um you know, I've been in earthquakes. Um You know you know the thing that gets me about the fires is that I remember those fires they had years ago that were so big and they're saying that this is way worse and much bigger. And it's just, I'm not there, so it's hard for me to fathom it because I was so impacted, impressed in 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 a way from those previous fires and to say that they were bigger, worse, and it's just hard to imagine without being there, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know either. You just see all these images on the internet and that's, I'm in Ohio. I don't know. You know, like the worst thing we get here is a tornado. It's like, yeah. We you know, we're pretty safe here in the Midwest. Um, yeah. It's what, yeah, it's one of the safer places to live. Um, Well, I, I'm really, you know, like I, I talk, I'm heavily embedded in, well, I used to be when I lived in San Diego and now I, I still play with a band. I'm still active with a band that tours, but because of the pandemic, you know, no yeah. more touring. Um, you know, I, w- I was just curious on if you, uh, what, what what, your pandemic has been like, what have you had, did you have any big, Did was 2020 like, did you have big plans for 2020 that just got shut down? And I mean, what were you planning before it all hit?
1: Okay, well, it was, sounds like it was a two part question. Yes. So I'll tell you what I had planned and then what I ended up doing.
0: Please, I'd love to.
1: Um. So, you know, with the year being 2020,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I had all these ideas of it being a good year, good vision, good sights, good fortune, yeah. good horizons. You know, a lot of things that had to do with the 2020 significant. Literally, I was getting ready to go into my busiest time of the year. March, April, May Wow, was preparing for all the big festivals, you know, like we spoke about on the intro, Cali Roots, there was Reggae Rise Up, um, you know, and Reggae Rise Up expanded to Las Vegas. They're in Utah. They're in Florida, and they were going to go and do another one. So there was a lot about to happen. Um, and Culture Shock is also a brand, so I was preparing my brand and getting merchandise ready. And literally, March 8th was the last day I was work. I had worked the week. Uh, The seventeenth, my son was off of school, and we were supposed—we were going to Nicaragua. Supposed to come back after a week. He didn't end up going. So, twenty twenty was looking to be like a great year. Yeah. Went to Nicaragua, and I basically never came back um, (laughs) until until uh, like a week ago. (laughs) Literally, that's when I contacted you because we tried to do this before, but it wasn't working because the technology where I was in Nicaragua wasn't. It wasn't capable there. We're talking about five G. They're still on three G, just Whoa, to give you an idea. Nicaraguan
0: Nicaragua, Nicaragua <laughs> step your game up, son.
1: <laughs> and I was I was I mean, you know, the big city Managua, I'm sure everything is a lot more modern mm. and technologically savvy, but where I was, I'm like out in the bush, <laughs> literally out in the bush. I'm three hour drive north of Managua. I'm right on the beach and it's just pure green trees and living off of the land and it was great but there was no work i didn't have my son i was surfing every day i was eating great i like learned a lot about myself um i you know i learned a lot about my health and had great ideas worked on some music wrote songs created some ideas collaborated with some people so there was a lot of good and there was also bad um the 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 good i think overall even though economically, it was pretty bad for 90% of the world. But I think that 90%, if they used their time, right, I think it was a good thing. It was almost like the world was put on pause for a while. And I think it gave a lot of people a chance to rejuvenate, regenerate, refocus, and kind of like have a new outlook on life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it did for me. I mean, it changed my life completely. I mean, like, I'm, I'm when I say completely, I went from a year full of gigs, tours to now I'm just going to do Twitch (laughs) 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 and fuck gigs because I am over it. So, um, yeah, that's like – and that's a huge life-changing thing. Um, I mean, if you don't mind, why why were you Nicaragua? Okay,
1: my brother lives there. He has a surf camp called Chancletas, which means flip-flops in Spanish. And he lives on – probably the most famous break that he discovered and took me to the following year and that's just been my go-to place and my son loves it down there he's got cousins down there my nieces his daughters and because he didn't get to go he was supposed to go in december and it didn't happen so he he had i had a week off it was his week of spring break we're like all right let's go yeah so i was down there literally I went with a backpack and I ended up there for literally 180
0: days. Okay. Okay. So did, did you have a signal at least?
1: Um, yes, there was, I mean, I could do FaceTime and mm-hmm. I could do internet, but it wasn't strong. And right. then, it, you know, it's a third world country. So it's like, we'd be out for a day, two days, you know, and then it come back on and it may not be so good or it'd be temperamental or right. it'd be in and out. So, you know, but it was like after a while, you just kind of get used to it. Nothing really nothing really bothered you down there. Yeah. There was no stress down there, you know?
0: Well, I could imagine. I mean, uh, I, I know how much stress – how stressed I get with just this stupid-ass thing. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'll seriously yeah. be sitting there and I'll have to like throw it like somewhere else because I just yeah. – like, it's just ugh, I can't even handle it. So I can yeah, imagine yeah. just having that that freedom of, of, of breaking the connection. Uh, I mean, even yeah. just a little bit. I yeah. mean, that must be free. And you know what's... You know what's funny is that I'm sitting here, you know, uh, pining for that moment of, of not having <laughs> electronics around me when all I have to do is put the fucking phone down. I, it's right. like, all you have to do is, no, I'm not gonna do that today. No, I'm yeah. not gonna do that today. But no, I am gonna do it today and tomorrow and the next day, that is for certain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds like when I visit my family in rural Oregon, lucky to get yeah. any signal. Yeah, I mean, really. No, I, when I was in Oregon, when I was first van lifing, um, we got we ran out of gas up in the mountains, and oh no. and we had to we had to hitchhike. It was me and my little hippie girlfriend. Uh, we were we were touring with the Dead, and um, and and just in between sh- between the Portland show and the the Gorge show, um, mm-hmm. we ran out of gas and in the middle of fucking Oregon, and no signal, no su- And this was, like, back when I had a Nokia. Like, you remember Nokia? You know, like, those early ones? Uh-huh. It was shit signal. Like, not- we were just stuck. It was great. That was a flip phone. Uh, yeah, well, it was right when they went to the full-face oh, ones without the flip. Okay. It was right. I was okay. I was on the cutting edge of technology, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> I was really doing uh, things. So, um, nice. so, okay, so then did you get... I mean, so so the pandemic hit while you're in Nicar- Nicaragua or it was pretty
1: much pretty much
0: it hit. And then you're like, well, we have this trip plan. We're going to go and check it out.
1: No, what happened was, I mean, it was there was definitely some stuff going on before I left mm-hmm. or the day I left because um, and I was like, well, I still want to go and. You know, my son's mother said, "Well, look, you know, realistically, you could be down there for six months." And I'm like, "Yeah, but," and I'm thinking in the back of my head, "There ain't no way." <laughs> I'm thinking like maybe a month. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And literally, she was right. You know, and <laughs> I was there for six months to the day, wow. to the T. Literally 180 days. Wow. And you know, and I, you know, when I called her and said, "Look, I still want to go," she's like, "Fine." And I said, "Look, you know, we're not going to take our. I'm not going to take my son because I know." Just because of the situation and so you know it it all worked out in that sense i mean it was it was definitely really rough mm-hmm. to be away from my son physically like that for six months that's a, and it's definitely by far the longest you know it never been more than a week maybe a week and a half and yeah. um, so that's you know and i'm kind of dealing with some of the circumstances of that right now but yeah. you know i mean the love's still there and the connection is still there and you know, everything is there. Just got to work on it. You know, yeah. got to put, put back the time in, you know.
0: It's tough, man. And, and I, I mean, I know that feeling of like leaving your family and, yeah. you know, and, and then you just feel like you're missing everything. And, you know, yep. like, and they're only small for so long. Yep. Uh, oh, lovely Lace. Thank you so much for the biddies. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah and with with, you know my son's six so like it's just every time i'd go on the road like and it seems to get worse and worse every time i go out i just get more and more anxiety i have these horrible Mm -hmm. flashes of me dying in horrible ways i don't know why my brain has to think of these terrible outcomes when it's like i should be happy because i'm gonna go get paid to do the things i love to do yeah yeah but on the other hand it's like oh shit you know losing that 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 distance between that connection my, yeah man it, it's it's, it, it's really tough it's a really tough situation i can't imagine being away for six months especially just being stuck you know like yeah. so i mean but you were okay down there i mean you're on your brother's property and you're taken Correct. care of so it's not yeah. like you're down there starving and you know, no, trying, you, know. you
1: know i mean it, it, it was it was like i couldn't have starved because on the, my brother's property alone i was eating at least two meals a day just off the property
0: just just stuff growing off the trees and stuff (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: amazing yeah no it was great it was great so uh
0: yeah i mean that that oh man that that that's what i miss about well that's what that's what's awesome about these tropical places is that you have like even in florida you have just awesome you know tropical fruit just growing everywhere and i used to walk around ob in san diego and and um you go up into the hills a little bit, and there's a lot of hanging fruit over fences and stuff. It's just you know, a banana trees, avocado yep. trees, and, yep. and, and me being from Ohio in the Midwest, where we have apple trees, and that's cool, and pears and stuff. But you know, like you go out there, and, and you're you're seeing just crazy flowers. You're seeing, I mean, for me, for being from the Midwest, it was like going to a tropical place was like you know like it was just it's just it, you don't know what it's like until you're out of here because in the midwest it's just gray a lot you know it's just not a lot of sunshine so yeah obviously going to somewhere where it's lots of sunshine is going to be wonderful thing which i miss dearly but it's okay because i don't want to be in california right now i i I mean like right now it sounds horrible to be in california i i don't like with the fires with i I mean honestly it just seems like a mismanaged um uh, um state and 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 the, the the horrible like the 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 division between poverty and and wealth is is never been so more apparent out there you know i got yeah. friends sending me pictures of overpasses you know with tents just under them have you guys have you guys had anything like that going on um
1: yeah there's there's definitely um, uh, with with the
0: pandemic and stuff too yeah
1: um, well i haven't been around enough to oh, see oh yeah that's
0: right you've gotten back for, that's right you know
1: but be, but because the weather is warmer here Mm -hmm. you do see a lot of that you know you know because the cold doesn't have an effect and it doesn't get unbearably cold here but maybe four or five times a year at most but there's definitely um the homeless are here and you know and the street people and and all that stuff and i can't say i've noticed it more or less since i've been back it seems to be Maybe a little bit more because like I'm seeing, definitely seeing people like the panhandlers on certain street corners that I've never seen them on. Mm. And as far as the homelessness, um, that I can't really tell the difference at the moment. But I, I would assume that if it hasn't gotten worse, that it's, a, it's going to get worse.
0: Do you, do you, think, do you think that this is all going to get worse before it gets better?
1: I definitely do. Uh, um, I think we're, I think we're about to go into... The worst part, because at this point, most everybody has tapped their all their resources, whether it be their life savings, their family, their friends that are helping. Um, I think we're going to see much more uh, evictions we're going to see people lose their homes we're going to see people lose their cars um, and I you know, I remember in 2008 they were saying it was close to the depression of the 30s and my grandparents lived through that my grandmother and my grandfather and they told me how bad it was and you know my my grandfather was a doctor so they were okay and they still had plenty of work but they're saying it's going to be worse than that and you know i'm not a how would you say it i'm not a economist mm. But I do follow one guy that's been pretty good. And I just – you know, he's somebody that sells stocks and bonds and – And gold. Uh, yeah, and gold, <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, he's – I mean, he's a very smart guy and he's, he's always on the cutting edge. And What's you know, his name? Do you mind? Yeah, his company is called Stansberry. They're actually based here in Florida out of West Palm Beach. And the guy's very successful. And he – predicted and he even tells you how like he predicted the 2008 he predicted this one here in 2020 and basically everything he said has come true and he's been on some of the big networks um but you know a lot of people are trying to Shut him up, you know. Well, but. yeah,
0: no one wants. Like that's the one thing that you're not really seeing in the news is, you know, all this unemployment and all these small businesses shutting down, and, and you know, mm-hmm. like it's very strange that we're really touting how how great our our uh, our stock market is doing, but mention nothing about how people are living, you know, common people are living right, right. now and how, how much shit people are really going through. It's very strange and, and, and it's very strange that people would want to quiet him. Why do you think people want to quiet him?
1: Um, because he has knowledge that the people that are trying to quiet him have but don't want to share. Mm-hmm. Okay, because those are the people that are going to benefit from all this because they're going to buy up all the real estate when it goes rock bottom, dirt cheap because they got the millions to spend it Mm -hmm. Um, and they can invest. And then what's going to happen is they're going to turn around when the market turns around in eight, 10 years, they're going to sell it and they're going to quadruple, if not 10 times their money and just keep rolling in that type of uh, environment. And he has. No problem sharing his information. Um, you know, there are certain things he will ask for. You can, you can basically get a membership for next to nothing. If you buy anything from him, even if it's $40, you'll get his membership and you kind of get in tune to what's going on. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's saying, you know, there's, there are certain businesses are businesses that cater to certain things that will never go under which are basically the basic necessities of life. Food, electric, you know, phone's gonna be one of the last things before those first two, you know, automobiles. Um, you know, those are some of the basic needs. Those will never go out of business, Not at least not everybody. Some might fall off, but those are things that are, are kind of short shots. You know, real estate is too, because everybody has to live somewhere. Mm. Um, you know, and I can tell you in South Florida that there is a huge market right now of rentals and it's been flooded because I, I actually own two places. I live in one. The other one was my office and then I started running it out for, you know, was the office for Culture Shock and I started renting it out. And I had to drop my price considerably just to get somebody in there Wow! because the market is so saturated because the market isn't selling, so everybody's turning their properties into rentals, and then that's becoming more affordable to people because they can't afford to buy, you know. So it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a, a snowball effect and I really never thought I'd be talking about this on any type of program. <laughs> so well, this stuff is um, very
0: fascinating to me. I don't know about yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, I, I stay very, I stay very, very into this because me, and my okay. family are trying to, looking into buying a home, okay. and so and that was our big plans for 2020. It was like, yay, let's buy a house. No, (laughs) no.
1: But but, but, I mean, if you have the money still, now is a great time to buy.
0: Well, not here. So what's what's interesting, yeah, child care, I agree, is another thing that will never go out. Uh, People are always going to need child care. Um,
1: Because they got to go work.
0: Right. Um, Yeah, it's it's here, actually, the market is, the housing market, uh, the stock is low. And mm-hmm. so what I what I think is happening is like you have all this like huge exodus of, of people leaving these huge metropolitan areas like Los Angeles, New York, any of these big cities. There's a lot of people sort of fleeing and kind of coming into these mid sized markets where I live in Toledo. We're not a huge city, but we're not a tiny little pissant city. Um, and, and, and also, I mean, the 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 what is it? The percentages is low. What is what do you call that? God, I wish. Oh, you... yeah, the, um yeah, the, the uh, it's like a 3.0 or something right three the,
1: the the uh the interest rate thank
0: you the interest rates yeah. are low but what what's interesting about our area is everything is sort of priced about 30 percent over over uh listing you know what I mean okay. so so it's a very hot market to for people it's a it's a it's a seller's market here and um, well
1: you know I, I heard that too um here in Florida um because a friend of mine, Actually, was selling his house, and he got more than he was asking for. Yeah, because it was there was a bidding war on his, and that's kind of just north of Palm Beach, mm. which is a hot, uh, kind of a hot area. But I can tell you, in South Florida, predominantly Miami and Fort Lauderdale, that it's gone down because the the amount of houses on the market has gone up. Mm. Like for instance, I was going to sell my place, but I got the renter and you know was still gonna try and sell but they gave me a three-year lease but i know that the the value was now almost fifty thousand dollars less than what i would have gotten eight months ago Jeez. yeah so that just gives you an idea
0: yeah wow well wow. so it's yeah so i guess you're just gonna hang on to those for a minute huh Yeah, (laughs) that's a great thing about property though, right? Like you could just hold on to it and and, and eventually it'll come back. Hopefully. Hopefully we can make it over this. Whatever's about to happen next. Hopefully we can make it over that as a whole. And well, you know,
1: Mike, you could come down to Florida, get the tropics you wanted, and maybe get that home you wanted for a good price.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's what I hear. I hear the Florida's not a—it's not a bad—it's not, bad, uh, not bad for for housing. Um, no, that or it's not. what's the South Carolina or North Carolina or something? Yeah,
1: they're both decent too. Yeah, the, I lived in North Carolina, went to school there, so I know those areas well.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's a. I don't know man it's 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 it's, it's mind-boggling the the thing that you know like you that people want they don't want to pay any service to people who are saying anything real about like a, and I I'm with you I think that we're on the precipice of a huge economic crash man. and um it's really interesting that no one wants to talk about it and what I've been finding, it just through my basic ass musician research, <laughs> is that what's happening with the stock market is that it's being propped up by tech, so like yeah. Apple and and yeah. um, Amazon, and so it's kind of propped up, and, and specifically to the S and P five hundred, which is sort of which they sort of bundled all these bad. Uh, bad uh, loans and stuff together. Right. So, okay, we're getting into the woods, guys. So what I'm about to say is probably wrong. But what I understand in my stupid brain is that that they're sort of bundling all these bad deals together, these bad businesses that are actually tanking, and they're sort of bundling it into the S&P 500. And, with, and because of the tech market, it's propping everything up. Once these loans come in, from people start calling in their loans – it's gonna uh, uh it's gonna break. The bubble's gonna break. So that was a really bad explanation. And probably and you're looking at me like I'm sure everyone else is looking at me, like what are you talking about? No, uh, no, no. I, I'm
1: with you. I'm with does you. Does that
0: does that make sense at all? That's sort hey, of I
1: mean it does to me. Um, you know, and, and to take your to take your point further. Please. Um, you know, this guy Stansberry basically was saying, and it you can already see this happening mm-hmm. that Netflix is gonna take over the movies. Yeah. Google's basically going to take over the world. Amazon's going to take over consumer goods, and, you know, which they already are doing. Right. You know, and I was, reading this, I was reading this six months ago. Mm. And all these, he was talking about all these major companies and the role that they were going to play in our economics. And I can't remember. There's like four other ones, but they're basically all right there right now, yeah. what he talked about six months ago.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Oh. Well, and, and then when you think about it, when you think about how Netflix will take out movie theaters and Amazon will take out any local commerce. And so now you have these empty properties, uh, yeah. not collecting any city tax, local taxes. Uh, you have you, it, it ends up decimating areas. Flint, Mich- Michigan is the best example I can think of, yeah. of, of, of just a, a, a city that was just abandoned and yep. and 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 just gutted to the, to the infrastructure to the fucking infrastructure it's fucking awful um oh no uh and facebook has oil rigs and stuff is wild out there <laughs> yeah yeah it, it is crazy it is crazy to think that you know these companies that are uh you know that i i mean i love netflix and honestly i love yeah. amazon i i love the <laughs> i love that you're shushing people i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> that i'm, I'm uh, no better. no it's okay um but, it, but it is, it's a, it's a sad fact that, you know, this is where it's going. And if you, uh, if you're familiar with Andrew Yang, are you familiar with Andrew Yang at all? Yes.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, he wrote a book and he was kind of talking about how technology was sort of going to, um, you know, put people out of work and, you know, that's already happening. You know, truckers yeah. are going to lose their jobs with automation is, is taking yeah. people's gerbs. It's automation. It's not the Mexicans. Um, it's fucking, it's, uh, it's 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 scary and and what ended up happening with this pandemic because he was he was predicting all this in the next 5 to 10 years but this pandemic accelerated that right. exponentially For and sure. and like you're saying it's like there's this big swell sort of bubbling up right like you know mm-hmm. these these small businesses are going under local economies are kind of going under and fucking people are about to get uh uh you know um thrown out of their homes, lose their homes, and 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 the fucking mainstream media is just carrying on like everything's good. It's like vote for Burn, vote for Trump, like, you know, it's like no. But, one's you know, you know, one,
1: one other thing I wanted to say though Please. in regards to people don't want to hear it. It seems like, um, in my opinion, and even the now generation, they don't like to talk about anything bad. Mm. They, they like to just kind of like, oh, you know, kind of shoo it under the carpet or kind of ignore it or don't take it so serious or kind of shun it off. So I think that also might contribute to the fact that why aren't people confronting it, admitting it, talking about it?
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, there's a lot we can't talk about anymore, right? Like there's a whole like a moratorium <laughs> on, on words we can't say, things we can't do. You know, people, yeah. you know, I get shit. For having my friend, who is a Trump supporter, and I'm not a Trump supporter, and I'm not a Biden supporter—that's for fucking sure. But um, the he, I have him on, and I'm hearing it from friends, randos, you know, like why is this fucking dude on? T-? It's because I don't want to talk to the same people that have the same ideology as me. That's not how you grow, you know. That is not how you. That is not how you get outside right. of your fucking bubble. It's not how you. Um, you know, relate to people and have empathy for people, you know, like you have to talk about it because the problem is no one has empathy. Everybody's just like, fuck it. Shoot that Trump supporter in the face. You know, like, they don't give a fuck.
1: Yeah. 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 And and I, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, um, I'm not a supporter of either just to put that out there, but at the same time I am willing to listen. Mm -hmm. I am willing to learn. I'm willing to try and educate myself. You know, because, you know, how how long has it been since you voted? And when you last voted, it was you were voting for, as they put it, the lesser of two evils. Okay. And now listening to some of my friends that are Trump supporters, some that are Biden supporters, some are in the middle and don't know who to vote for or what to do is um, kind of enlightening.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because you can hear some of the good things that you don't know or you know it's always good to back up anything that you're saying or that you may be going to take from somebody else and research it um don't just take somebody's word for it you know and, and a good friend of mine who i love and i respect his opinion is a trump supporter and i was a little surprised that he was and he told me why um and it's kind of interesting on why he is and why he prefers him over say biden you know and it's like and it makes sense to me but that doesn't necessarily change my views he's like and he'll be the first to admit he goes yeah trump's an idiot he is an idiot mm-hmm. there's no doubt the guy cannot speak he's he he stumbles over his own words And he contradicts himself, he lies. And, but he said, there are some basic elements to that guy that makes him better. And I'm like, okay, you know, if you can admit the bad and also try to shine some light, it gives it something that's more um, delible, more easier to accept. Mm Do you see what I'm saying? I do. and, and and there's someone in my family that is a Trump supporter, mm-hmm. and I'm what am I going to do? I'm I'm going gonna, gonna to not like this person? No, right. we're just going to have our difference there. And there's always room, and it's okay to be have different opinions or not see everything. You don't have to see everything eye to eye because right. you're not going to anyway. Right regardless of who even in your wife i'm sure you don't see eye to eye with everything your wife sees certainly oh, okay. not <laughs> <laughs> okay so that 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 being that being my point you know
0: yeah no and, and you know i think you're touching on something that's really you know at the heart of a lot of this is that people don't want to listen and that You know, there are families out there being torn apart because they can't accept the politics of their family members. And it's like, dude, like, this is your family. Like, Like, these are the people that you rely on, the people that you grew up with. I mean, yeah. if you are gonna cut out all the Trump supporters in your life, then cut out your <laughs> your your kids' teacher. Cut out the principal. Yeah. Cut out the bus driver that takes them to work. Cut out your garbage guy. Cut yeah. out, you know, your your uncle who writes those semi-racist things on Facebook. Cut out. I mean, maybe you should cut out that guy. But you know, like you, <laughs> you're cutting out your half of your fucking community, yeah. and it's like that's 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 not how we move forward. You know, yeah. people want to. People want to force hatred out of people's hearts right now. And, like, I don't think that's the right way to do it. I don't think anyone's going to feel like, you're right. I'm going to change my mind on that because you're burning down that person's store. Okay, I got it. Cool. Yeah. I'm not going to hate anymore. And, and oh, man. And, and the fact that so much is is just, I don't know. It, it's, it's a mess, man. It's a mess. Cutting people off, I, I just... They really have to fuck me over hard. You know what I mean? They really yeah. have to come after me. Remember, cover.
1: hate can't force out hate, only love can.
0: I like that. I hear the argument from investor types that they like him because he's predictable. You can tell what markets he's going to influence later in the week by what he said in the beginning of the week. Not that it's a good argument, just showing how he helps them personally, or rather they benefit. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and, you know, like something that, that an argument that I've come across too for Trump is that People vote with their wallets, with their bank accounts, yeah. and um, they know that if they're sticking with dude, no matter if he's a racist, xenophobic twat, they know that their their pocketbook is protected under his rule. Right, and that's all it takes. <laughs> you know, it's you like know, for some.
1: That, that's a whole nother subject too, because people will their opinions may change because their pockets may be full. Yes. You understand? Yes. And I don't know. For me, that's, that's hard to do. Um, I don't let money sway me. Mm. If I don't believe in something, that's why I do music. Cause I love music. Right. I never did music because I did it for a living. I did it because I love it mm-hmm. and will always love it. Um, I don't let the, the money sway me to go try and do something else. Or, you know, I, I've just never, I've never, I've never, I've always been more worried about putting out the best product as opposed to getting the most money. Yeah. You see what I'm saying?
0: I do. I, I do see what you're saying, man.
1: You know, and it's, and it's, and that's just always been my philosophy. Like, you know, when I first started doing this, it was like, I didn't even talk to people about doing it for money. I yeah. just wanted to do it. Yeah. And then people started going, well, well, how much do I owe you? I'm like, uh, what are you talking about?
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> like I just want to be a part of the fun, right? Yeah. It's like that's that's so, what's cool about that job is that it, it, you do get to be part of the fun without lifting equipment. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. You lift a microphone, and exactly. you're good. Yeah. Um, me, okay, we got another question from, the, from Lovely Lace. Do you think... We are in the last days, like the movie Doomsday.
1: Is that for me or for you? That's for
0: you. <laughs> uh, me, for me? me personally, I don't think so, but please.
1: Um, no, I wouldn't go to that extent. Um, but, you know, at the same time, um, I think there could be some drastic measures that may happen and fall upon some people. That it, it, We might see some victims fall on maybe some of that um unfortunately um i you know i don't really feel i am completely qualified to talk about this i just have some knowledge and my my philosophy on knowledge and wisdom is i always feel it's better to share than to hold it to yourself because what good is it when if you go to your grave knowing all this stuff but you don't share it with anybody and help spread it
0: yeah well because it's yours and it's all mine me me mine right <laughs> right, right right and, that's know, and there why. are people and yeah
1: and, but there are people like that you know and of I've, I've and that's one of the reasons i've h- had that experience like they didn't want to share anything and i'm like okay well whatever. kind of that's kind of weird but i've made it a point to try and be the opposite.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you, and that's one of the reasons why I even started this podcast was to just spread information because there's so many musicians out there who, who, who want to be musicians, who want, you know, who who are good, but have no idea that there's a whole other side to it that there that isn't the music. Mm-hmm business you know what i mean so like there's 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 a lot of talented musicians out there who are just sort of running around with their heads cut off and that was me you know for years and years and years and and you know like that's all of us yeah exactly we we're out there fucking floundering until we see our path and or you stumble right. upon your path. It's a, it's, it's just... So that's part of the reason why I even started this. Because I want to spread information. I want people... I love talking to people from other parts of the country. Other countries. I want to know what it's like to be a musician in in, in Latvia. You know what I mean? I want to know what it's like to be a musician in fucking Bend, Oregon. You know, like, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. To me, it's more about... So finding... let me
1: ask you a question then. Sure. Let me ask you a question. Because this is a... This is a, it, it, it struck me as interesting, and I'm sure there's several people in your position, but maybe none of you have shared it. But you don't want to tour anymore, you just want to do Twitch TV. How is that going to correlate into something that you can support yourself and your family off of?
0: Uh, well, okay, that's a great question um, because at this point it's not. And I'm like a lot of other musicians are benefiting from these unemployment benefits um and and that's been wonderful but um but for me personally once all the unemployment's gone and and the twitch um it's a monetary system people tip you people subscribe to your channel and you get paid off of it directly um okay. am i at the point where i was making money um out on the road and 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 touring and playing shows around town of not at all not at all so what's been wonderful about this pandemic is is that it's given me time to it's given me paid time to restructure my life to make it more of what i want to do i make it the life that i want it to be and i love this i i think you know the twitch thing i mean because this was a podcast long before a twitch stream so this to me, this is just a huge expansion of the podcast. I still play music on the show. Like after we're done, I'll probably do some reggae shit just because we had we have Lanzo on from Culture Shop. <laughs> so I'm gonna do my reggae rhythms, you know. And yeah, um, yeah. so you know, like to me, it's the best of all the worlds because you know, at the end of a uh, at the end of a gig, if you're not a huge touring musician, that is, at the end of the gig after getting there hours early setting up for sound check then standing around for hours and then playing a show and then it's 1 a.m or 2 a.m or 3 a.m whatever it is then you gotta tear down all this fucking equipment and then you gotta pack it up and then you gotta drive home and it might be like five minutes or it might be fucking five hours or 20 hours you know whatever it is and you have to move on and and it's just I'm 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 not I'm done, man. I'm almost forty. I don't, you know, like I'm down to do these local gigs, uh, maybe tour once in a while, but I'm not I'm not trying to do it like that anymore. Like now well, let, that let I me know say, there's let me a, say I, this, Mike. Please, please,
1: please. You see, the pandemic, the hardest part from moving from one one profession to another is the transition time.
0: Of course,
1: and, and of course, the the pandemic has subsidized you in a way that you're creating that transition. You're creating a following during that downtime that maybe when it's time to go back out on the road or go to work, you are I maybe hopefully at that point that, Hey, I can be more selective. I'll take the tours that I want. I'm not going to go tour like a whore anymore. (laughs) And you know what I'm saying? Because that was, that was a big thing uh, uh, in my life. What I thought was the worst thing that happened to me ended up, was part of my transition that forced me to go full-time into music because i lost the job i was i was doing both building my career in the music and radio dj and business industry but i was also working part-time at the airline so i could go fly and do gigs for free or fly you know travel for free but also making a little bit of money and then i got i got fired and i was like oh my god what am i going to do but it i was a rat jammed up in the corner with his back against the wall going, what the hell am I gonna do?
0: Yeah. And, yes. and
1: and then I was like, I just came out throwing punches yes. and it worked. It worked. Yeah. And you know, and that's basically if that never happened, I don't know that I would have gotten to where I am today.
0: Yeah, you know what, man? That that's the same exact fucking thing that happened to me. I had well, I didn't work at the airline, but I yeah. did I, I I had a job. It was a uh it was an office job. It was just, you know, it was soul sucking. It was like a cubicle. It might as well have been prison walls. <laughs> I'd sit there for hours just trying to figure out how to not do work. And um it was just, you know, you know what it's like if you're doing something you know you're not supposed to be doing, but you have to because Cause I had a newborn son and I have a wife and we have that. We live in Southern California, three blocks from the beach. So that, you know, like you have to take that on the consideration. So you sort of eat shit. Well, (laughs) in, in the process of, in the process of, because my wife, (laughs) in the process of eating (laughs) shit, um, my wife, you know, she, we started a business. Uh, Mm -hmm. She ended up getting thrown under the bus at her job. And so she lost her job, and we started our own business, but she started teaching music. She started teaching voice lessons, and we just had our baby, and, you know, like, thank God I had a job, a full-time job with benefits because I was able to provide, and then, you know, like, between trying to get this job, the business up and running, and a newborn baby, and this full-time job, and trying to be a musician... Something had to give. And, right. and my job, which was probably one of the more important things, one of the more important pillars of this story, um, I fucking was like, fuck this. I'm just going to start doing whatever I want because fuck this job. I hate it. And it's way easier when I just do whatever I want. Yeah. So I just did whatever I wanted and ended up getting fired. And there's nothing worse than coming home to your family, fucking telling them that you got fired for being a dipshit. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but that shame that that fear of homelessness and the to see my family being hungry me and my wife were like fuck it we're going all in we're just we're gonna we're gonna have a yard sale to pay rent <laughs> and we'll have next month to get our shit together and goddamn it we did and awesome. um and, and that's how it goes you know that's how it goes yeah i'll give myself a round of applause for that shit yeah, i'll give you a round of applause <laughs> too because that's, that's awesome. no, but that, that's the hardest part of, of of taking that step towards your dreams is taking that step off the cliff and having there trust in that because there it's it. not always gonna like it's not always gonna work out. But if you're putting your mind to it and you're really working and and I mean really working like you're not just sitting there fucking like right. hoping that gigs are gonna come from the sky. I'm like you really have to go out there and fucking find it. Mm-hmm. But you can do it. You can do it. You just gotta take that fucking step off the cliff, and you gotta, you
1: gotta believe in yourself too.
0: That well, that was the thing I was missing, and and, okay. and that that me getting fired was sort of my way of sort of pushing myself forward and being like, no, it's time to be a big boy. And, like, it, right. you know, because, like, if you're seriously going to be a musician or an artist or an MC or a radio DJ, whatever it is, it's like you got to fucking really do it. And and I didn't. And, and for years I was just a, an alcoholic fucking up other people's gigs. You know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. was up there playing like a turd and no one, you know, like I, I didn't have a real career until I quit drinking. So... It's yeah. just, it's just, you work your ass off your whole life to get to a point, and um, and then a pandemic happens. <laughs>
1: so well, you know, I mean, it's the same story I had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, and it's and it, and, it's, um, and that's why I always try to encourage people to do whatever it is they love to do because when there's passion behind it, mm. you can't go wrong. Right? You can't go mm. wrong, and you're gonna do a job ten times better. At something that you love instead of a guy sitting in a cubicle trying to figure out a way how not to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? I. Do. So it's like...
0: Yeah, yeah. Because you know? because what, what use is that guy who's just sitting on company time, you know, exactly. going to the bathroom 10 times a day just to sit on their phone? You know what I mean? Like, what use is that human being if they're not fulfilling their potential? And... I, the problem is, is that we don't teach our we don't teach our uh, our youth. We don't teach anybody to to hit your potential. We we teach them to, uh, we teach them to accept the the status quo. It's like go fucking either go to college and get in 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 in, in soul crushing debt, mm-hmm. or do you need to take care of something? Yeah. yeah. Oh, second. go ahead, man. Please do. I'll just no, sit no. here. I'll, I'll just. be right back. Oh, do your thing. I'll sit here and catch up. Let's see here. I want you to feel like I've been wasting my time. Though, wish we could have a different system that supported more than two parties. First pass. I gotta go time. to the bathroom too. Do your thing, brother. I'm I'm catching up on chat. Um, yeah. Um, fuck a two party system. This shit is ridiculous. Nimoy, thank you so much. I dang, I feel attacked. No, I don't. I wasn't attacking you. I I hope I'm not. Uh, maybe I missed something. Uh no no I I feel like it's oh I'm in the middle of a conversation I see <laughs> I do like I see you guys were talking and I just came in here and started butting in. Um, in my opinion, you make money. You're making money on the stock market requires someone on the other end getting screwed. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Mighty mighty, thank you for the bits. Nimoy again, thank you for the bits uh uh-huh, just because, just because I should be working right now. <laughs> that's all right. Oh. Oh my goodness. Nimoy, thank you so much for the subscription. And we got a hype train going, which, again, that is, that is uncomfortable for me. Wait, is that a hype train? Oh, it is. Yeah, ugh. That's so weird for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> hype trains are so weird for me. I, I'm not going to hype up the train, but... Thank you so much for that for that sub, Nemo. I really appreciate it. And you're sitting over here. Here's a round of applause. You got gunshots. You got this too.
1: I'm not hearing any sound effects.
0: That's okay. I'm sorry, man. That was for uh, someone just subscribed to my channel, so I was uh. Showing them a little love for 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 well, I, I like
1: sound effects, so that's why I was saying I don't hear. I I'm sorry. You know, I'm <laughs> trying
0: to figure that shit out. I don't know how to. That I've been racking my brain with it. Is like, how am I going to route the sound back in there because I want. Cause I want my uh, guests to be able to hear all the dumb shit I'm doing over here. <laughs> and, I want to hear it too. And I want to be able to re, like, send the signal back through so you, so my guests can see it as well. But I don't know how that would ever work. I think
1: you're gonna have to do some sort of splitter.
0: Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to upgrade the Zoom Pro. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you were talking about that earlier, anyway. I am. So. I
0: am because, cause I have some guests coming up that that I'm really excited about and. I've been doing this for a few months now, where I'm just like, okay, here's this, here's this one. Let's try this one, and I'm been just to avoid paying money. Um, and it's just it's occurring to me that it's like, well, maybe maybe a couple dollars a month is worth having a solid connection with, and being able to have people on securely. Yeah. So I mean, it's just me being cheap again, but you know, it's just I, you gotta you gotta take responsibility eventually. <laughs> Uh, I forgot what we were talking about before all of that happened, so we could just move on. Uh, uh, I I was curious about you and how people see reggae music and the people who participate in reggae music down there. In Southern California, in SoCal, there's this thing that people like to do calling it white boy reggae, and I'm sure you've heard it before of course and with all the wonderful things going on with protest and you know people um people in the streets and and people telling you what you can and cannot say i'm not hating on protesters at all i am hating on rioters though don't riot don't like it don't approve Uh, but protest peacefully everyone uh (laughs) and try not to get a corona or spread it good luck uh but they have this notion that only that that it's white appropriation, right? Like that's the thing, or it's it's black appropriation, or it's Jamaican appropriation, cultural appropriation. My bad. Um, how long is that viewed down there in in, this, in South Florida?
1: Well, you know, it's it's um, it's definitely something that's come up quite a bit. You know, even I was being interviewed by a West Indian two days ago. Um, You know, and they're like, how did you get so much respect in this business as a white person? And, you know, but, you know, the appropriation thing for me is really, I think, a little misinterpreted because I think it's more about cultural appreciation. Mm -hmm. Now, if you are trying to use it as a platform to better yourself in a economic way, then I can see it as appropriation. Okay. But I come from the standpoint, what we talked about a little bit earlier, is that it comes from a place of passion, of love. And, you know, the thing is the, the society here, the, the the makeup of South Florida is very diverse and dynamic. Mm. So, you know, a lot of the West Indian cultures, Caribbean cultures, especially like Jamaicans, um, Guyanese, um, Panamanians, um, Bahamians, Trinidadians, a lot of them are used to a very mixed cultural um, society as well. Now, typically, they're the upper class, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: they are there. So the thing about it is there is that. And I mean, the appropriation thing to me isn't really significant down here, as I've seen it in other places. So I'm not seeing it, you know, and I'm pretty much just in reggae circles for the most part. Right, right. So, you know, so they're kind of used to that, you know. So it's like when somebody white does reggae if they're doing it right they're they're gonna applaud you you know, and that's mm-hmm. they applauded me, you know and they didn't like they didn't know I was what like they didn't know because I was on the radio they couldn't see me they didn't know what I was for years, many of them thought I was English, <laughs> and when you're english you're they you know and I don't know where they get that from I don't think I sound English but they thought I was English, and you know when you have an English accent, you can be black or white.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know it's not like there's a differentiation, and because this kind of a question came up the other day, and but it's like so when I came out publicly, it was like, oh, oh my god, he's white. They couldn't believe it yeah. because they thought I was something else. They thought I was like a three hundred pound black man. <laughs> You know, I'm a I'm a 160 pound white guy. Yeah, you know, I'm like the complete opposite, and so I don't really feel like that appropriation is at least it's not in my circles. It may Mm -hmm. be in somebody else's musical, and I don't really see it. I've never been accused of it. I've never heard of it. Well, I can't say I've never been. I mean, there was one time somebody made a comment with a question mark, like, "Is this appropriation?" Question mark, and I'm like. Like I just told you, I just told them. said, no, this is appreciation.
0: I like that. I like that a lot, actually, that the appreciation answer to appropriation. Yeah. That's like a really, that's a classy way of saying go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, bro. It's like, uh, no, well, I don't know. I mean, do you, do you see a reason? Do you see a reason for people to be upset for such a thing for appropriation
1: uh, yeah, I do I do um, I mean there are definitely cases or situations that it um, I think is a is a is a valid or valid reasons um, you know I think it's but I think people the people that it is valid or might um, fall into that situation I think are bringing it on themselves. Most of the time they are taking what they know and what they have a little too far. And when you push the limits on something like that, um, you know, you're already in an environment that is not necessarily yours, but then you're going to push the envelope and you're going to push values maybe or something that that it can be a situation you know there's there's one that's currently in in say my circles like in the west indian caribbean circles there's a guy named white chocolate who made a name for himself as a as a as a dancer to caribbean music in the islands of saint lucia which is predominantly soca um and they have like a little french influence so there's more this, you know, even Bouillon, which is like a style of soca and Caribbean music, you know, and they're talking about this guy being he's he, but he came out and said, oh, that he's paving the way for black dancers to make money, and he was misinter- misinterpreted. He was trying to what he was trying to say was he was trying to create a platform for these Caribbean dancers to make money or help subsidize their living through economic forms you know like maybe twitch because it's a one that pays youtube that pays you know eventually if you get to level on instagram it's one of those situations and i don't know the whole story i only know what i've read in the media mm-hmm. okay so there's two sides to that story and i don't really know either i've kind of heard a little bit of both and it just sounds like what he said was misinterpreted uh, or maybe he went a little too far you know he was trying to take too much credit that you know granted i watched some of the guy's video the guy you know is a good dancer you can't deny him that Mm -hmm. to caribbean music and there's a you know you either look like you either look really good dancing to that or you look really bad to that (laughs) to that style of music especially soca soca's not you know that's a very fast-paced and you gotta really be moving you know so it's like i mean i give the guy credit on his ability his talent um you know uh where did he cross the line i don't i'm not i'm not quite sure because like i said i don't have both sides yeah so that's just an example
0: yeah the um oh gosh um yeah there's definitely i i agree with you there's definitely cases out there where it's like holy shit that is definitely just you're just straight (laughs) up Like you're paying no service, and, and you know what? To be honest, like that were there was a lot of that kind of stuff, in um, it, it, you know there there's a lot of that kind of stuff in San Diego. You know, in that scene where yeah. you know yeah. you have a lot of posers, not, and I hate to call them posers because you know in a lot of these cases they're they're just kids who are just
1: trying to make
0: music, and and you know they're up there and they're doing the patois, and it's like man, you're. Fr- You're from Anaheim. You're not from Jamaica. It's like, you know, like, I'm not... You know, I try to reserve my judgment. And and here's why. is because I've been at these festivals. I've played in these music. I've been deeply embedded into the scene, into the Cal Mm -hmm. Root scene. You know, like, I know... You know, I know a lot of people in there. And I know black, white, Mexican, lots of Mexicans, lots of Latinos. Um, And every time that we get together... And every time we play music, the crowd is, is, is multinational. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone yeah. is together as one and when I'm yeah. playing in, in front of these crowds. So I know that what I'm doing isn't taking away from anybody. It's like I know what I'm doing is giving. And there's also this one cat named uh Josh Heinrichs who made a really good point, I feel like, is that I know Josh. Yeah, Josh is amazing. He's fucking Yeah, fantastic. Josh is great. And, and he Skillinger. Um, yep. and and um, you know, Skillinger fits that fits that profile as the white kid with the dreads, and he does the, the accent and stuff. And now, you know, <clears throat> I talked a lot of shit in my day. <laughs> so you gotta understand, I come from I come from a very anti- white boy reggae thing, and then becoming it. So, you gotta understand, (laughs) like, I got sucked into the scene, and then seeing what it was about, and then all of a sudden, I was like, wow, this is amazing! Yeah. So, it took me a second. So, I don't want to say that I wasn't one of these people who were hating, but, you know, like, that was a while ago. That was a long time ago. So, what Josh was saying was that he's recorded with Marley Family, him and Skillinger, in Jamaica. You know what I mean? So, And he has the blessings of the Marley family. And now, if you don't have the blessings of the Marley family, and, and, you know, like, if you have the Marley blessing and you can't accept them, then I don't know what to tell you. Because if the Marleys accept them, then I feel like everybody should accept them. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And then another point, because I I have a whole fucking argument against why fucking appropriation is full shit. Um, and, And not in all cases, of course. Not in all cases, but... Music has always been that thing that's crossed racial lines. You For know what sure. I mean? Uh, Benny Goodman back in the day used to travel with Teddy Wilson and, and Lionel Hampton. And, 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 then, and that continued that tradition of jazz and then into to rock and roll and Jimi Hendrix. And, you know, like it, it's just it's always been something that's pushed barriers beyond what they were i mean even the blues even the blues especially and and, you know like the blues is rock and roll the blues is rap the blues is jazz it's all that yeah and and so what everybody's appropriating now you know what i mean like like i don't i don't get how you can say that it's appropriation if it's Pulling, if it's pushing the boundaries, if it's breaking boundaries of, of racial yeah. tensions, and and it, it just doesn't make sense to me, it, it just brings people together. Music brings people together, and and to say that you're taking away from them, uh to, from other people, I feel like is kind of bullshit. But no, of I course, agree. there are and... some cases, and I'm not gonna say it's all things, but. I think it's for yeah, the most part, yeah. No, it's,
1: I, I totally agree with you. Um, and I'm going to take it one step further. Let's do it that, that imitation is the greatest form of flattery, yeah. Okay, now if you're not doing it properly or better, my philosophy is leave it alone. So if you can't speak patois like a Jamaican, I used to do it. But I can speak Patois now. When I was doing it, I couldn't really. But once I learned how to speak Patois, I kind of left it alone. But if a Jamaican comes to speak to me in Patois, I'm going to speak to him in Patois. Yeah. It's like if, if you come to me and speak to me in Spanish, I'm going to speak to you in Spanish. If you come and speak to me in English, I'm going to speak to you in English. Yeah. But the, the thing, what, the thing that a lot of people may or may not realize, and most people understand it and realize it if they didn't already, is that the white boy reggae the reggae rock whatever you want to call it surfer boy reggae whatever you want to call it is just another form of reggae music okay basically they are doing and i was like you i was on the outside looking in and then kind of now i've adapted into that world and i can look out but i've just broadened my horizons is all i've done but my point being is that that portion of the music, or that area of the music, has basically brought, in my opinion, has brought rock in back into reggae. Mm-hmm. Because rock, if you listen to Bob Marley's you know, Al stuff. Perkins played on some of his early stuff. Yeah. He was brought in to play that rock riff. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like it's something completely out of left field. Um, rock, you know, Chris Blackwell incorporated that rock sound into Bob's music. He wanted to market him to the rock world, okay? And then when Sky got picked back up, what was influ- what was in- incorporated into it? it was rock again. Punk. From the two-tone era to the third wave to, third. if you want to call it a fourth wave now, <laughs> um, you know what I mean, yeah. whatever yeah. you want to call it, or an extended third wave. But there seems to be more traditional 2 tonish Jamaican Scott coming back and a little, little less punk. But the other thing that this American reggae has done is it's brought pop melodies to make it more... You know more accessible more widespread which m- you could say is a good thing or is a bad thing good in that it's getting out there to more people it's a bad thing because it's watering it down but me personally and i think the thing that crosses barriers with music is melody because there is no language in melody melody is what carries a song and i am a melody Junkie. I don't care if you're a Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. I may not admit it to you, but there are <laughs> melodies by Justin Bieber I love. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And, you know, and it, there may not, they're probably not even his. There's some probably songwriting team that wrote it in a little cubicle in Toledo, Ohio, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> right. it's, you know, but my point being is it has opened the doors. Reggae has so much fusion now. And I was against it now i embrace it i wasn't gonna say i was against it i didn't really know it Mm -hmm. i remember a friend of mine brought me the whole collection of sublime and i listened to it for days just so i could get used to it and there was stuff i loved, and then there were stuff on there i was like these guys just stole this guy's song they stole this bass line they stole this song they stole this lyrics you know i mean smoke two joints a day isn't even sublime that's the toys Yeah, yeah okay you know there's there's Half Pint songs, there's Barrington Leedy songs, there's Don Carlos songs, there's Black Ahuru songs that, you know. So it's like, I, you know, me, I um, have become very, very, very open to, you know, my precedent is if it is of any sort of Caribbean origin, I will listen to it. Without a doubt, I'll listen to Drake. Oh, Drake's got a new dancehall song on. Sure, I'll listen to it. Yeah. You know, am I going to agree? Well, you know, some of that earlier stuff to me was pop garbage, but you know, it it definitely had some dancehall overtones, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And um, what's this other guy, Ed Sheenhan? That guy, but that guy loves reggae and, you know, and he loves dancehall. And to me, you know, if those people are going to embrace it and take it to another level, that's only going to do anybody. Like when, there, whenever there was a reggae song that was in the top 40, my business was going up. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if there was being played on top 40 radio, whatever song, even if it was just that one song, I was getting more calls for more gigs or let's do more yeah. reggae or whatever. You understand?
0: I do. I remember. So it's, I- go ahead.
1: You know, I, I, embrace, I embrace it all.
0: Yeah, and I think that's I, I think, and I think that's the reasonable approach to it instead of just being like, "Fuck you, you're not the right color to be doing that." I hate you. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, let's erase hate with hate, right? Yeah, I, exactly. I don't. I don't. But, but yeah, it is inner inner circle still a band? Right? They're still touring. Yeah, they're
1: actually. Yeah, they're actually based here in Miami.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, because uh, Nimoy was saying the cops thing theme song has been stuck in his head since this topic started, and, and oh uh, yeah. yeah, inner circles still rocking. And is a believer, and Lovely's name is Melody, so you know she loves music, which is amazing. <laughs> I, which I love that I love. Well, you know, well, you know,
1: Bad Boys got dropped. The show got dropped because of all this racial stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. and it's
1: like, and you know, because of the cop thing but even 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 the members from inner circle came on a program and explained that it's not putting cops in a good light it was actually putting and they they still dropped the show you know what i mean it's like yeah. crazy
0: yeah you know? you know that that that's ridiculous because i i feel like cops has been a good show i feel like cops. I feel like people are just looking at it the wrong way because of what's exactly. going on. I think cops, for me as a young man, as a young uh, Midwest uh, hellion, cops was a great education on what not to do when the cops are around. So <laughs> for me, cops was like education, and yeah. I think it should be for everyone else as well. it's it, 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 Ah, the cops, the cops. It's like, it's like you know, I, I don't want to hate on the cops. You know, like, I think they're great. You know, like, I, I would call them if I needed to. But there is something wrong in, in you know, something's rotting in Denmark. You know, there is something yeah. to be said about all that. You know, I didn't realize that you did music as well. You, you recorded music. I know you put together, like, mixtapes and stuff. But I, I didn't know that. Are, do you sing? Like, what do you play?
1: Well, here's the thing. You know, remember we were talking about college and mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was a great musician. Yeah. So I went into radio. But I've always had music in my head. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when I have a melody, I'll record it. And what I do is just because I'm not, I am not, I don't practice music anymore, I get somebody else to play it that is 3,000 times better than me,
0: <laughs> me and too. one of
1: the best in the business, you know.
0: Yeah, that's how <laughs> I try to do it too. So I'll
1: record so I'll record melodies and I'll have somebody else record it and that'll like be the basis of a track. And then, you know, depending on what kind of feel I want or what kind of sound I want, I'll bring this guy in and say, hey, play something for me for this. Or, you know, like um, a lot of times, like I love horns. So what I'll do is I'll have the horn players play off my bass line mm. just as the melody, do, 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 whatever it may be. Right. Simple bass line or play a piece of it. You know and then the drums pretty much falls in and then you know the keyboard will kind of double up on the skank or whatever um but i also do arranging and also write oh. um songs so you know i have a publishing company and um i have you know culture shock i want you know what one of the first bigger things i did was it was a label for a long time and i'm Trying to get back, not trying, but I am getting back into that. But you know how recording is. If you don't have your own studio, it takes a lot of money. Yeah. So, you know, I'm slowly working back into that. And I got really inspired during the pandemic when I was in Nicaragua and have um, some really great ideas. And, you know, I am a huge fan of reggae. I'm a huge fan of ska. I'm a huge fan of rock. rock steady. You know, um, and I, I do love dancehall, and I do love soca, and I would love to get into all that eventually. Um, but reggae's by forte, and um, you know, we're definitely working on. We were hoping to maybe get some releases out this year. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. But you know, um, you know how it is working with musicians. If you <laughs> don't call them ten times a day, you're not going to get <laughs> shit done. You're not. And I'm not that kind of person. You know, mm-hmm. like, I sent, I sent a track out to probably 30 people right. in uh, March, April. Mm-hmm. And you know how many songs I've gotten
0: back? Um, five.
1: You are, you are very good, my friend. <laughs> very good. We'll call it five. Okay. It's been maybe five. <laughs> it was actually four and a half because two people have sent me two half songs and, <laughs> and a couple people have sent finished ones. So, you know, but it's... Um, But it's interesting because you know, we'll basically, you know, from a business standpoint, we'll do the splits. Mm. I just, you know, I'll play I'll pay my guys you know, I pay them a little money just to play just so keep them happy, you know, even though it's my music, I'll still pay them, you know, it's like a studio musician. And then the artist gets their song credits unless they're singing one of my songs, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, I do a lot of publishing splits with with my stuff and give them what's theirs I you know that. and I, I can also administer it because i'm have a publishing company so i'm able to administer for them and um you know and i have nothing to hide i'm a i'm, I'm a window i i take 20 percent for administering yeah. you know no. so you know i try to be fair and yeah. that was one of the reasons i got into the business side of music because I was dealing with a lot of Jamaicans in the beginning and they knew nothing about this. And basically producers were stealing everything from them. Ugh. And so I helped them. Some of them, I helped them set up their own publishings, you know? Yeah. That, so, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, that's kind of where I'm at, you know, and it, then when the, you know, some of the bigger artists, they want like, you know, they want some upfront money, but when you do the math, I'll just put an example out there. Somebody wanted eight, $800 to record a song. Mm-hmm. It was their song, my track. And say for instance, I put it on, you know, all the digital platforms because basically if you get a distribution deal now, as you may or may not know and I hope you do know, mm-hmm. that you're on about 400 platforms nowadays. Right. Because and there's like and there's versions of Apple iTunes, Spotify in every country. Right, so you have to have an administrator that can do worldwide, so what happens is, now, if you know the break, the breakdown on what you get paid for, say, on Spotify, you have to have um as many as a hundred spins before you get one cent, okay? That's one of the breakdowns. I'm just being real, okay? Oh, I
0: know. I'm I'm aware of these brands. You know,
1: so like, you know, you think that somebody that's doing 55 million spins on Spotify is getting rich. They're not getting rich. They're making some money. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they should be, but they're not getting what they should. It's not like what it used to be in radio when you'd get royalty checks for radio. And if you got on TV, forget it. If you were in a movie, yeah, you might be able to retire. Right. You know, but nowadays... You can't The movies and the TV are really hard. Radio is there, but it's not quite as lucrative as it, as it had been. So when somebody comes to me and says, "800 dollars," and I'm thinking about the life of that song, that means if I'm spinning, I get one cent for every hundred spins. That means 800 dollars times a hundred is80,000 dollars that 80 yeah that's 80,000 spins. Is that song going to get 80,000 spins? But you know, this is not even including production costs, marketing costs, mastering, mixing, whatever I have to give, you know, and you're usually given if it's if it's Apple or iTunes, you're given 50% up. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's another 80,000 just to pay those people, that's 160,000 spins on Spotify. We're going to use Spotify as an example. Sure. Um, that's 160,000 spins. Now, if it's downloads, that means it has to be. Just say on iTunes, it has to be 1,600 copies have to be downloaded just to pay the artist back. Is that song going to spin? 1,600, you know where that would be on the Billboard reggae charts? That would be number one by far. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I see albums that sell 30 copies get in the top 10. It's not the numbers like they used to be.
0: Right, right. Yeah, you're right.
1: Okay, I'm just being realistic. So I'm like, when I thought about it and I told them, I said, hey, realistically, this economically doesn't make sense for me.
0: Yeah.
1: So I said, does it include publishing? Because if I get the publishing, and I'm not asking him for it, I'm asking if it includes. Right. Because me as a producer, I have financially have to think about it. But as an artist, I don't think you should ever give up your publishing unless yeah. they're going to give you millions of dollars. Right. Because you never know what can happen. Absolutely. Um, and he said, he goes, oh, you'll never get my publishing. And I was like, great. And he's like, oh, okay, at least, you know. I wasn't trying to be a, an, you know, yeah. a greedy mongrel. I was just trying to be a businessman.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, you know, it's, I'm working with those who are willing to work with me in that aspect. If they believe in themselves and they believe in what I'm doing, then they will get what's rightfully theirs. I can't pay one person $800 up front. Yeah. To understand? Unless we're going to do something. Much bigger, and this is just the beginning, right you know, so it's yeah. like you know, because when I first started doing production, I had put I had put forty thousand dollars into an album for one person, and we had we had a deal that I said, "Look, once I'm paid back, then I can start dispensing your royalties and your money from sales and you know, there was some stuff coming in on royalties that probably only amounted on about $300 without my cut taken out. And they got upset with me, but I had $40,000 into their thing. And then they were like, oh, I'm done with you. And I'm like, really? I go, you're squabbling over Two hundred dollars, two hundred fifty dollars. When I spent forty thousand dollars on you,
0: which, which by the way, they didn't even take the time to think about that. You actually recoup that money, so that means that there's actual market for what they're doing, and that right. means if they would just fucking sit the fuck down for a second and work with you, that they could develop into something much more lucrative.
1: Right, and and then on top of that, because when you have the artists, and if the artist is out there selling their CDs. It's easier for them to sell it than it is me as the producer. Right. Like, who are you?
0: Right. Exactly. But here,
1: this is my album. Right. You know, I can say it's my album too, but they're like, where are you? Oh, I'm like, oh, I'm this guy in the credits. Right. But they, they see this guy's face on the front. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, I want to buy it from him. Right. Of course. They want to support him, you know?
0: And touring so. with their album and that, exactly. all of that stuff. All that stuff. <laughs> Adam, Adam Flair UK said that. Uh Bandcamp is good to musicians is is that something that's yes. yeah in which way I hadn't heard that
1: Bandcamp is good because um it's it's uh it's a direct it's a direct um platform mm. and I'm surprised you don't know it because I, the, you know what I find you find certain genres on certain platforms more than you do others mm. and I find a lot of ska bands use Bandcamp hmm. and Bandcamp, Bandcamp. I don't know that, I forget their percentage, but it's it's very reasonable. And then once in a while, what they'll do is they will waive the fees, and so you'll see artists promoting, "Oh, this Friday, buy our stuff," and we, you know, basically they'll cut, they'll make the price a little bit more because they'll get everything. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. there's a, and I learned this from a band out of Canada called the Price Fighters. You know them? No, I don't. Oh, they're a great band, great, great ska band. And, um, you know, and Bandcamp has been doing it a lot during the pandemic to help encourage sales for the bands because they're not touring, you know. And, Mm -hmm. you know, know, Bandcamp seems um, sympathetic and more compassionate than a lot of the other platforms because they are willing to kind of do these kinds of things.
0: You know what? You know, now that I think about it, I was hearing I should go back to managing my own music files and just buy from Bandcamp. If you want, Nemo. You know, it's hard. It's hard to, to you know, you're, you're, we all, you know, I have a Spotify, you know, like I use my Spotify all the time. It's It's like, it's, we consume music how we consume music. It's just, it's a... Hi. It's just how certain. Maybe for certain artists, you know, what I mean, if you really like a a, a certain like uh, indie artist that you really like, maybe supporting them through Bandcamp is the right choice. Um, right. Otherwise, if you really like Bieber, if you're a believer, you know, you could just stream his ass on YouTube or Spotify. He's gonna get his money. He's fine. But yeah. Bandcamp during um, during this pandemic, and I, I think they're still doing it. Yeah, Bandcamp and Cash App has been very supportive. Um, yeah. Actually, in, in when it came to – so in Twitch, there's something – in order to start monetizing your channel, you uh-huh. have to reach affiliate status. Right. And so what Bandcamp, SoundCloud, and maybe another one – and actually Amazon Music just started doing it. They they put you on a fast track to affiliate because you have to have like three people in your stream and you have to have so many hours streamed. And, and you know, it's kind of work to get that affiliate status, and which is fair, fair enough. But what was cool about SoundCloud and Bandcamp and, and now uh, Amazon Music is you can fast track that so you can come on first stream ready to make money. And that's what I've been. You know, I actually was just in a stream before we went. His name is Josiah. Josh Sire, he's a DJ who plays with a band called Um Something and Tings, Rhythm and Tings, maybe. I don't know. He he's from Miami. He knew exactly who you were. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's from the 305. I, I think that's yeah, Miami. That's Miami. Um I wish I could remember his damn name. What was his name? Um I um, you know, anyways, his name he's he's a DJ on Twitch and he was killing it people were people were tipping on stuff so i mean honestly if you were ever looking into going that route i i bet you would do well oh thank you saucy fart saucy wanted me to say fart so fart okay there you go saucy (laughs) i said fart um yeah it's uh you know like for just for streaming a dj set or mixtapes you know whatever it is you know like he was killing it. He was really killing it. His name is Josiah, and um, I asked him on the podcast during during his stream. And so, um, but it, anyways... It, it, it's a, it's a really interesting platform, and you got to give it up to Bandcamp for, um, and SoundCloud for doing that. And, and you know what? I have heard Bandcamp is a good place for musicians. It's just been so long. You know what I mean? like yeah. I remember yeah. talking about Bandcamp at the beginning of this podcast, like at the beginning, like five years ago. I remember right. someone telling me about Bandcamp. But you know how it's like you go through – there's so many music platforms. It's, so, it's changing ever so quickly, and it's just so hard to keep up. I guess it is. I, I guess i could it buy is. some merch yeah buy some merch it seems to be you seems... know
1: you know but like I, I i mean just from my knowledge i would and you know maybe you can share yours too mike okay. um from my, i would say look into it more but my understanding bandcamp seems to be one of the better ones mm-hmm. now soundcloud I'm not sure because...
0: Oh, well, SoundCloud don't pay you Well, they just started now paying people.
1: Right, because I know you normally have to pay once you get to a certain amount Mm -hmm. you have of storage um, because I was doing... I have um, three new mixes on there that I just did for a company, and they wanted it on my SoundCloud. So I had to expand and get the premium paid, Yeah, but it was fine because they had paid me to do it, um, so I didn't, you know, so I got these mixes that are going to be up there for like, um, a month mm-hmm. that I did for this company called Surf Expo, who I work for. It's a big surf convention.
0: Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a, I love the gig. It's just, you know, the vibes are just positive, but they're up there. And, you know, so to hear you say that now they're monetizing is good. Cause I know it was kind of the opposite. You had to pay to be on there, yeah. you know? Um, and I'm not, I'm not here to talk bad about anybody um but in a sense i don't necessarily particularly like amazon's business practices i feel Uh, um they're um you know just maybe look into them just so that they may have similar beliefs that you do i just don't I don't, they're, you know, they're very aggressive and, you know, they're a very successful model. Mm. I don't knock them on that side. We are in a, you know, business oriented world. Right. Um, You know, and anybody like you and I who love to do music, we do have to have some business savvy to our side of things. Um, but I've also been hearing good things about this platform, Twitch TV, as DJs, because a lot of the, I've heard it from a lot of DJs, and I'm looking for a platform like that. I have a online radio station through my website, and I'm looking for a new platform for that because TuneIn app was what we were using, but now they charge. Mm. You know, so it's, you know, there's so many different platforms now, you know, and like I was speaking to one of my DJs because we do some live stuff once in a while. And we're looking at Twitch TV. You know, we do stuff on Instagram Live, but then there's there's also Facebook Live. There's, um, you know, there's Twitch now. There's YouTube Live. You know, there's so many different platforms. And I was thinking, well, why, you know, is there a way to use them all? But I find that, if you want to do those five, you need either five computers, five accounts, or five cell phones. Um, it's like would be really tough.
0: Well, no, not not necessarily. I think you can't do all five at once. But there is this program called Restream. And Raina, can you put in the other one too? The other the other um, popular one. Um, there, it's called Restream. And and really and and also Streamlabs OBS which is the program we use for this um yeah I know Ray I'm I I'm, we're getting there um <laughs> Rayna we're getting there uh, there there's um uh, uh, Streamlabs OBS has the capabilities of streaming to several different platforms and if you go back and click that link I sent you to this podcast uh, for this stream you'll uh-huh. see like what OBS does for me and how awesome it is um, but okay. but you can stream to at least uh Facebook, uh Twitch and YouTube on Streamlabs, and then I believe you can add restream in there to get you know another platform. Um The thing about like re- Instagram, like Instagram I, you know what something? I think Instagram is a very weird one because it's um because I, I don't I don't know if you can actually restream with Instagram and Facebook at the same Instagram a weird one. I don't know if there's any ones any restreaming. Uh, Apps or anything out there that can uh, touch Instagram But I don't know we're in a new world right now things are changing all the time But what I would suggest uh, if you want to restream is it's check out Streamlabs OBS or restream Um, but The thing about restreaming to several different platforms is the not being able to build a a, a, An audience that you can really interact with Um, Yeah, I mean like that's the biggest thing is like it's also, if you are a Twitch affiliate, um, you will lose your affiliate if you are caught restreaming. So, if you are, if you oh, do God. get, if you are monetized on um, on Twitch and they catch you doing that restream thing, they'll take your monetization away. Um, YouTube, gotcha. YouTube is you know been a very popular. The thing about Twitch is, is that it is made for this kind of thing. Like, I feel like Instagram yeah. Live has kind of reach something that Twitch maybe, but not even really. Because if you think about it on Facebook and and Instagram, these are people... You know, maybe it's different for you, but for most of the time, people are like, oh, I'll check out this band for like five seconds, then move on. The chat is just sort of random things, and there's no cohesion. There's no reason for people to stay. And Facebook isn't really a place where people go to see streaming stuff. You know what I mean? They do, but it's only because they're on there in between the racist uncle post and, you know, like butts, you know? So it's just in between those, in between their swipes is that band that's playing. Now, another thing that I noticed when this pandemic hit is all these bands started, you know, doing Facebook Live a lot and they were making mm-hmm. lots of money at first, but then it quickly dwindled. And it's because Facebook is not a place for streaming music. It, it, they, they're they trying to get into the gaming world for streaming, but um, they're actually Facebook right now is is limiting on what you can stream. As in live performance if you are playing covers they're gonna start cutting you off if you're playing you know so that's the thing about uh, streaming the Facebook if you're trying to play other people's music they're gonna shut you down right away no
1: we learned we learned that and that's the same with Instagram so we were playing like so as DJs we can cut the songs because we just Mm -hmm. mix them right so that's what we were doing and there were some songs like for instance it wouldn't be 2 minutes until damian marley comes in on the guest spot right. so what we do is we play the chorus and then we'd mix damian in for 30 seconds and then we'd let the chorus come back in and then we're out right right so, Keep you moving. know what i mean yes, so yes. so you know we kind of prepare for those things cuz we got we got cut off a couple of times yeah um you know so you have to be You know, they're trying to stay one step ahead of you, but you gotta stay one step ahead of them.
0: I agree, but but they're they're tightening it down and even new regulations, even more so now, they're tightening down. Like as of like last week, they released a whole new terms of service in regards to this and how they're gonna be really stringent. So it's like I'm you know, I'm telling all my musician friends who who have been streaming on Facebook this whole time, I was like, dude, you need to find a new platform. Like the reason why twitch is so cool is because it is built for that i mean you could look at youtube there's an argument for youtube i mean it's a huge platform there's lots of people on there but it's not really a live streaming platform people don't go to youtube all the time to go stream their favorite i mean they do but they but it's not widely common thing right people go to youtube to see you know People getting hit in the nuts, or kittens, or or Ben Shapiro, or whatever. It's like, so it's it. Twitch is specifically for streaming. It's specific, like it's specifically made to build communities. It's specifically made for you to interact with your fans, with your community, with the people who like you, and 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 you see growth. The other thing that's amazing about Twitch is that you don't have to worry about those fucked up algorithms. The okay. algorithms are uh, uh, like on Facebook, your shit gets buried real deep, you know. Like, yeah. Uh, it, the thing about Twitch is like, if you have five people in your chat, that's where you show up. You know, if you have a mil- if you have ten thousand people in your chat, you show up at the top. You know what I mean? So it's it's just fair. You know, it, like it goes from zeros all the way to thousands, and so the algorithm isn't fucked up yet. Uh, it's also owned by Amazon, by the way. Uh, what Twitch is? Yeah, so so oh that might be another you nail in the. I know, I know. I was I was thinking that, but it, that's been it's been my hard sell for Twitch f- since I started it. It's just it's it's just been literally life changing for me. Um Well, we're getting we're winding down here, and I want to sort of close on a, on, a, on a happy note. So, what what's your uh, what's your plans past? When we get past all this bullshit, what, what's your plans? What's your, what's your happy plans?
1: Well, I mean, my plans have kind of started now, you know, because uh, first of all, I'm back in the country and hey. been away for a while. <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, it's to get, get live music back out there again mm. um, in any shape or form that I can, um, you know, because just last week they opened up Stage 2, letting venues do 50% capacity. So I'm trying to get some of my stuff going and talking to bands and, you know, I'm looking and now that I have the technology and the capability, maybe doing some more live streaming until we get to that point, you know, but I, one thing with me is anything I start, I like to continue it. So I want to try and do something that even if I'm gigging or out working or DJing or doing a, Promoting a show—it's something that I can do on a consistent basis because that's how you build your audience. Yes. Um, so, but the, the the main thing right now is just trying to get live music back out there in any shape or form. So I kind of been uh, doing some homework, seeing who's doing stuff, mm-hmm. and now looking to—I've tried to talk to a couple of them and maybe just go visit some of them and be be an audience member mm-hmm. and a and a business perspective. Yeah, kind of you as well, you know, so that's kind of where I'm at. And to hopefully do more in the recorded side of the music as well.
0: Nice. Yeah, you know, we're having like these little hippie festivals like we have like jam band music. Jam music is mm-hmm. pretty big here in this region. And yeah. they've been doing these little hippie festivals where they have about two hundred people, and they cap it, you know. And so, there also there's been uh, comedians uh, uh, doing the yeah. drive-ins. Actually, yeah. um, Hyrie, I saw Hyrie was doing that uh, out in San Diego. They did a, a drive-in or a or a parking yeah, lot thing. They've been doing those kind of gigs and stuff. So, yeah, it's been uh, there. It's it's some things are kind of opening back up. Things are happening, yeah. but. I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't know how we're going to, I don't know how this winter is going to go, you know, as we go into fall, as the election season goes, as, you know, like, it's just, it's just crazy. Um Do you, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on the show and talking so o- open and honestly. Do uh, You got a little bit of time to play uh, a quick game here? Sure. Cool. Cool. All right, guys, you know what time it is. I don't. <laughs> Everybody give Lance a round of applause. Oh, I forgot that we have this. Claps. Oh, man. Hold on. I'm trying to give you claps. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, We're going to get it. We're going to get it. Oh, I, for- <laughs> I forgot, you guys. I-, I also added this today for anybody. Anybody. I f- keep forgetting about these, these stupid things. Here you go. Here's this. Oh, uh, let me see if it works. Did it work? No, it didn't even work. Well, there you go. Okay, well, thank you, Randy, for those claps. I appreciate. it. Let's play. How much does it cost on Craigslist? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna put a, a BRB screen up real quick while we set up, and we'll be right back with how okay. much does it cost on Craigslist. Oh, there it went. <laughs> there it goes. All right, guys, stick with me. What in the hell is going on with that? <laughs> what? Oh, I know what's happening. It went on to another playlist. All right. Hold on, guys. Here. Here's a song that you guys never heard by me and Rain and Mystique. All right. All right, man. Just give me a second. Take your time. all right all right that was quick all right lance can you see that yes i can awesome okay name of the game is how much does it cost on craigslist um it's basically like the price is right but you can go over on price also once you drop a once you drop a, uh, a bid in the chat, or if you say it, Lance, it's it. You're done. No changing bids. I got to put these rules up front because okay. y'all are trying to get get it over on me. All right. And, of course, this, okay. this game is brought to you by Modestudios.com, our lovely sponsors. They are who is providing the patches today. And also, Raina, can you drop a link for Canapura Link? So we're going to be playing for a patch cbd we're playing for i'd rather be inside or uh, 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 a cbd joints so that's what's up for oh thank you for those oh yeah it's cbds i forgot so we'll be doing that and here we go here's the first item up for bid we got a sheep wagon ladies and gentlemen this sheep wagon is for sale queen size bed wired with vintage light fixtures two usb ports wood stove Side out table, new tires, stained glass, very nice. Um, so this is a, this is was a sheep wagon that someone converted into a like m- little mobile wagon thing. I don't. So I put the pictures up so you guys can see the inside. Here's the outside. Here's the inside. Oh, the BRB screen's still up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. All right, we're we're coming back for you guys. Wow, I just realized how much I didn't do on that break. <laughs> wow, just give me a second, guys. We're going to come back. Thank, thank you so much, Nimoy, for telling me that I didn't do the right thing because I would have just kept going like a dipshit. We're almost there, folks. We're almost there. All right there we go so it's a sheep wagon of course here it is again sheep wagon sorry guys sorry you didn't get to see that there's a sheep wagon and then here's the inside so as you can see there's a queen size bed there there's a, a little wood stove there there's some nicely it looks like custom cabinets in there it looks pretty cool i don't know why someone chose to put it on a wagon but sweet all right guys drop your bids in the chat and we- oh jay bartholomew what's up thanks for stopping by buddy you're just in time to drop a bid all Nine- right i'm
1: gonna say i'm gonna say three grand
0: three grand all right lance has three grand on it three G.
1: and, I, I, and i'm not a craigslist shopper so i have no idea <laughs> well that's okay
0: and this is out of joliet where is this joliet i don't know where this is at Dang, that's a nice wagon. I'd buy that for (laughs) $1,000. Jay Bartholomew, we are bidding for a patch or CBD joints. So um, please put a bid in there. How much do you think this item cost on Craigslist? And here's the inside for you, Jay, just in case you didn't see that. Um, So, all right, guys, drop your bids, Drop your bids, Drop your bids, and we will... uh, Lance, yes, $3,000 for Lance. $1,000. Mighty Mighty has 15,000. Comes with a stove. That's right. It's a wood stove. That's right. There you go. You like that, huh? What's up, Saucy? Thank you for dropping those emotes. Thank you for being here, buddy. Always appreciate seeing you in the chat. Uh, okay, is that everybody? Jay Bartholomew, you want to sit this one out? Cool, no problem. <laughs> I was wondering what was happening. The door looks... Uh, deceptively thin. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. <laughs> I would have to turn sideways to get in that son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. All right. Looks like everybody's bid. All right, guys. I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna do the drum roll. Here we go. Okay. I didn't do anything. Great. Great. Wrong playlist. Wrong playlist. Actual retail price on Craigslist. Oh, I have two things going on at once. Great. Uh, oh, you can't see it. $19,000! Who won that? Who is that? It's only said 15 Uh, Yeah. Oh, Saucy Chicken Nugget. Hey, Saucy. You win a patch or CBD joints. Which, which one do you want? <laughs> All right, so Saucy won the first one. We're moving on, and then we're going to let Lance go because we've, we've, we've held on to his uh, time. We've Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> All right, this is funny. I thought this was kind of funny. This is actually a whole smoke shop, a vape shop, a vape what? shop. So smoke slash vape shop for sale in Pine on Pines Boulevard. Why didn't they give the sale? I think this is out of Florida. Um, Smoke shop slash vape shop located in a major busy shopping center by a busy street ensures a high volume of vehicle and foot traffic and a steady stream of clientele. This smoke shop is definitely your one-stop shop for all your smoke needs. They have a wide selection and variety products from top quality CBDs, e-pens, e-liquids with touch of Alternative flavor. Okay, so you get the idea. Now it turned into an ad. How did this turn into an ad? <laughs> oh, thank you for dropping that Discord, Lovely. That was beautiful. Uh, Lovely, please participate if you'd like to win a patch. I'd love to... If you won, I'd love to send my new mod a patch. So, please. Vape there, nice. There,
1: there is a Pines Boulevard in uh, Hollywood.
0: And Florida. there you go. So, so, this is probably on a Hollywood, Florida. There you go. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. How much... Does this entire smoke shop cost on Craigslist? 100,000. 100,000. Lance says 100,000. You guys drop. (laughs) Don't smoke or vape, only weed. I feel you, lovely. I feel you. Well, that's why I have CBD joints. And plus plus you're in Oregon like they're just giving weed away out there (laughs) It's just fucking it's like I mean you're giving weed away too. What are you talking about? No, this is CBD (laughs) now sir now good sir. This is CBD. This is federally legal to send anywhere in the country (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't give a fuck if I could send weed. I would be sending everybody weed everybody gets a joint Okay, so Lance says 100k Let's see what else we got here. Raina says $85,000. Mighty, mighty, you think $800,000? No THC in it, yeah, you're right. It's, it's a bum, it's a bummer town. 800, wait, is that $8 million? That is six, wait, is that? One, two, three, four, that is $8 million. Mighty, mighty, you think it's $8 million. Okay, awesome. Nimoy goes 420000 nice guess. Too broke. Uh, go ahead, lovey. Drop, drop a thing. I would love to. I would love to see what your thing, what you forty. Hey, hey, Nimoy. You know the rules. I just told him. I appreciate it though. Nimoy changed his the t- four four hundred twenty thousand and sixty nine dollars. Which I appreciate <laughs> that. I appreciate that, Nimoy. But you know the rules, bro. You know the rules. Uh, (laughs) I was up front with him this time. All right, Lovely is being shy. That's okay, Lovely. You don't have to participate. Jay Bartholomew, come on, baby. Drop a bid. I'll send you some CBD joints. We we need more people to win other than the people who always win. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to give you guys a couple more seconds to to get a bid in, and then we're going to find out how much this item costs on Craigslist. And then we're going to... Cut our guest loose so he can go live his life and and make more music and and get live music back out there. What's Lance's vote? Lance's vote is 100,000. Okay, I'm going to do it, guys. I I got you. I got you. You you don't have to play. (laughs) I know that patches and joints aren't everybody's cup of tea. All right, guys. Here we go. Let's get the drum going. Drum roll, please. Oh shit! I forgot to turn down the other one. Oh well. Actual retail price on Craigslist. I'm trying to wait for my alert to go away. Okay, six hundred fifty thousand dollars. Who has got that? I think that's. I think it's Nimoy. Nimoy, you got it again, baby. All right, got your address. Let me know what, what you, you said. He what, said, is, what did he say? Nimoy said $420,000. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you said hundred dollars Mighty yeah, Mighty said, yeah. oh, wait, wait. What did Raina put down? What did you put down, Ray? Oh, $85,000. No, you were way wrong. I just wanted to meme. <laughs> All right. He pays you $450,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Someone needs to pay me $450,000. All right. Oh. <sighs> I really appreciate it, Lance. I really do appreciate you coming on the show and and just being a, a, a gentleman and sharing your knowledge with us. And let me let me take you off presenting so we can say a proper goodbye here. There he is. There he is, Lance. Lance. I really do appreciate it. Like I I really had a great time chatting it up with you and and uh, getting to know you better and. I hope maybe one day if I can get over this non-touring thing that I can um maybe one day my band will come through Florida and we can play together and we can hang out and reel in IRL.
1: What is uh what is your band?
0: Uh it's the Skanks Roots Project.
1: Skanks Root Okay, yeah, I I know the band. I know of the band.
0: We we have a couple albums on uh Ian Young's label. Um Yeah. Uh but uh yeah, we we kind of we kinda of, like this year kind of I don't know. I think everybody's sort of bummed out from the year. I don't know if this Gangs Roots Project is gonna continue, but um, it's been a really good time, and I hope they do because I do love those guys. Those guys are my brothers. Now, so do think.
1: you play with anybody else or just them?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I in San Diego, I was playing with like um, I'd play. I would just be like more of a sit in guy and Skanks Roots Project. And I was playing with an artist named Janelle Monae. Uh, but no, I know Janelle. She's a, not Janelle Monet, My bad. Janelle Phillips.
1: Yeah, I know. yeah,
0: that's the one I know. Yeah, Janelle Monet is an amazing artist as well. But uh, but no, I was working with Janelle Phillips, who is now a bodybuilder professionally. She's quit doing music because... Uh, really? Yeah, she had a problem with... Because uh, she was signed to Stupid Records. Yeah. And she had a problem with Miles and... Um, I gotcha. think it, I think she was the problem honestly. <laughs> I don't okay. think it was Miles. I think it was I think she 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 was young at the time. I'm not trying to talk shit about Janelle cuz I love her. She she put me in touch with so many cool people. She like built so many bridges for me. But but she, but she was young, and she, you know, she didn't really know the game, and now she does. But now she wants to bodybuild, and and God bless. But her she's,
1: but she got talent,
0: man. She does, man. And you know what sucks? Cause like I really liked her songs, and I really liked her approach to reggae, and you know, yeah, like, she
1: kind of had like a R and B flavor, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah, she had R and B. She she had, she loved Amy Winehouse, so like yeah. she had a lot of that influence going on with her too. So. It's sad, but you know, this is how the game works, right? Like the person who is the front runner is now fucking bodybuilding, you know. <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, it happens, but yeah, I, I would play around with uh bands just sitting in and um yeah, just having a fuck I, I, and then I I did a lot of like um I did a lot of like local gigs, you know, covered gigs and stuff in San Diego. But when I was but here in Ohio, I I played with a bunch of different bands and me and my wife play together and but you know i might do that live stuff again but as of right now i'm okay yeah. with this but
1: well if you do come to florida let me know and if i come to ohio uh, let i'll let you know toledo is in what part is that the southwest corner? Nor- northeast. northeast northeast oh the yeah. opposite okay
0: right so we're east of cleveland directly oh,
1: okay okay yeah. all right i know where you're at then how far are you from cleveland
0: not two hours. I was supposed to play that reggae festival, by the way, this summer or, or yeah. early summer, right? That was supposed to be early summer. Or yeah, that's usually June. That. June, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I was slated to play that with a local uh, Jamaican fella here um, by okay. Ross Accurate, but. <laughs> That's not happening. I was yeah. so excited to play another reggae festival because I haven't played a reggae festival since California. And I okay. love I just I mean the vibes are great. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. they are. They are. Alright, man. Lance, thank you so much. Everybody go check Likewise. out Lance Cultureshock.com. You see it in the chat right here. Click on those links. Go follow him up on Instagram. Go buy some stuff from his store. <laughs> go 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 give this guy a shout. Uh lovely Lace Likewise. says, thank you, Lance so
1: thank you both mike and uh lovely i hope to, i'll uh, i'll tune in again sometime
0: please do please do and if you ever if you are interested in twitch and ever have any questions please hit me up I, i'm down to help
1: i i will i will hit you up because i definitely need some help
0: <laughs> you you're gonna need a lot of help. it's crazy <laughs> it's insane bro it is insane all right lance have a good day okay. sir all right thank you Later. Thank you so much, Lance. I truly appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your story. And uh, you know, we get into the weeds out here. <laughs> uh, it, it's funny! It's funny when guests come on and they're like, "Well, I wasn't expecting to be talking about finance on a music podcast," but you know, okay, we're here. <laughs> it's very, it's very fun. It's very fun because a lot of times when I send when I send invites out to this show. Um, yeah i send my website and i'm like here's all my episodes um here's everything um you know go give it a look and you know hopefully i I hope for the most part that people actually go through and look you know listen to an episode or two or something just just to prepare just to get kind of an idea of where the show goes most of the time they don't and that's okay it's okay these podcasts are like hours long i don't expect it blows my mind that last week we had like eight thousand people listening to the show so whether people listen to it or not that you know my guests my potential guests whether they listen to the episodes or not it's you know it's on them but you know sometimes you get on the show and you're surprised and that's okay because surprises can be fun right and uh anyways it was all good there's no cringy stuff here i'm not trying to make it weird i just i uh i i love the fact about my show that's what i actually like about my show is that it's a music podcast but it, we're, we're, we're talking about whatever the fuck we want and we're not just talking about music and and we do talk about music we talk about music a lot but we do end up drifting into the weeds and i really really like that about my show so and i think you guys do too i think you guys uh show up for those for those moments those in the weed moments but okay so uh lance thank you again i appreciate it definitely go check out cultureshockmusic.com. i'll leave a link in the show notes so make sure you go click around and check out lance's company and his mc uh skills and uh support your boy okay guys so um Check out randommystique.com. R E I N A M Y S T I Q U E. Go check out we speak English good.com. Um, go follow on Twitch or subscribe on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash we speak English good. And of course, do the like, subscribe, review. shit uh, I'm not going to go through all that. You heard it at the top. Um, yeah. And if you like the show or if you don't like the show or if you have any guest suggestions, please email me at we speak English good at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Always do. Um, yeah. And so that's about it out of this week. It's actually like 7.30 in the morning and I'm yelling in the in the living room. But Rain is awake, so it's okay. I don't have to hide away in the laundry room today. <laughs> Most of the house is awake. Getting ready for a stream. So um, it's not a bad not a bad day. Not a bad day at all. Okay guys. Be well take care of yourselves if you're gonna protest protest peacefully um and 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 peace and love and and uh i hope y'all are staying safe and dude i'm forgetting what i say all the time it's hjs for everybody but what's oh take care of your felt oh my god (sighs) i stopped so i'm slowing down on weed a little bit a little bit but i still feel like a fucking stoner bonus. Uh, I haven't been sleeping well. Probably because of a lack of weed. (laughs) But that's all right. You got to take a break. You got to let your brain rest or let your lungs rest at least. Jesus. All right, guys. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I'll see you guys next week. Wait. Oh, yeah. Friday, Eddie Blunt. On Twitch, we have our Halloween spooktacular costume stream. So please come through. Enjoy. We're going to be doing some scary shit it's not gonna be that scary it's just me gonna be dressed up that's it <laughs> that's the extent of how how we celebrate baby but <laughs> no i got some other stuff i got some other special surprises so all right guys take care of your fellow human beach hjs for everybody i'll see you guys next week with i forgot so see ya bye <laughs>